Welcome to We Geek Podcast. Today is December 10th, 2019. And I'm Adam, always joined by my good friend Logan. Hello. What up, man? How's your, how's your week been? Not too bad. Not too bad. Uh, had some time to catch up on everything. So oh, that's good. I got caught up on Watchmen, caught up on The Mandalorian. Sweet. Um, saw a couple movies. So it's been a been a productive week, which is good because the madness starts this week. So. Oh yeah, no. I mean, I I, I imagine the madness has already started though. What, well, we well, had what, what? We, we had Frozen for like two weeks of just insanity. Yeah. This week, nothing really came out. Every kid on the planet has seen Frozen eight times, so we had a nice little break. Um, okay. But it was a weird like lull in the storm. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, you guess nothing did come out. For some reason, I thought Jumanji came out, but that's this no, that's, weekend. That's this week. Yep. Gotcha. Yeah, that'll that'll uh, take over everything for one week. <laughs> yep. It it has precisely that to do as much as it can. But I mean, we're gonna have it. God, we had it for twenty six weeks. The last one that came out. I was so. gonna say last time it came out, I think everyone thought the same thing too, and then you know they thought Star Wars was gonna just eat it up, but. It did a pretty good job. Holidays, uh, man. It just brings out more people. Yeah. Like, they're not splitting a crowd. They're just adding more to it. Yeah. Yeah. Which is cool. I want to see that. What is it? 1912? 17. 1917. Mixing the years up. Yeah. Man, I want to see that every time I see the trailer for it. Yeah, I think it comes out on Christmas. I think it's Christmas week. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah, I definitely want to see that. Uh, what movies have you seen? Uh, I saw A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Oh, how was that? Oh, it's so good. Oh, it's nice. so good. It's it's great because it's not actually about him, mm -hmm. but it's it's told through the lens of a journalist who is doing a profile. It's based loosely on somebody did an article about Mister Rogers for Mag for uh, Esquire in like ninety seven, ninety eight, something like that. Oh, okay. And it's loosely based on the idea of like, oh yeah, and a he was going through his own personal stuff when he came to Mr. Rogers to do this interview, and it's how Mr. Rogers just kind of helped him through all that. It's it's great because it's... You'd have to think that for a movie about Mr. Rogers, it's not actually about Mr. Rogers. Mm -hmm. It's about the impact that he had on other people. Oh, that's perfect. It's, it's great, and it's so good. It's yeah. really, really fantastic. And if you're, if you're not in a... In a big budget blockbuster mood for a, a family movie here over the next like month go see that I mean, yeah. it's it's absolutely worth it. it's fantastic speaking of family movies i started one but i had i'm just not the right mindset i started farewell okay have you seen that no have we talked about it we did yeah we yeah. did yeah okay um that's really sad <laughs> super sad we talked about that last week okay that's right yeah um the, something else I watched, uh, another one that's super sad, not a really good family story, uh, is The Marriage Story. Have you seen that? I haven't, but I've heard about it. And didn't it, like, get nominated for, like, 27 Golden Globes or what the hell ever? Oh, the – the uh, everything in it is perfect. You know, you see uh, – what has it got? Scarlett Johansson and, um, and Adam Driver. And it's crazy because you see them in all the Marvel movies and you see them in Star Wars and you're just like – Oh shit, these people can act. Yeah, you forget that from time to time. 
Yeah, because it's not, you know, it, as much as I love those movies, they're not movies where they have to, you know, be great actors in, you know, where this is, oh my God, there's some scenes with them too that it, when it's so good, it feels so real, it doesn't feel like they're acting. That's when you're like, gotcha. You take a step back and you're just like, there's, there's, like places that Adam Driver must go in his head. I don't know if he's divorced or anything like that. Uh, essentially, that's what the movie's about. It's not that big of a spoiler. It's it's more about divorce than anything, and how kind of the the courts can kind of make it worse. Uh, the whole ordeal is, you know, it it goes from and that's you find that in the very beginning of the movie. It it goes from like they're not happy, they're getting a divorce, and it just just gets worse and worse and worse the more. You know, it starts out with like, we don't need lawyers. Then you kind of do. Yeah. And just how, like, how gross that can get and how fucked up it can get. And then all the little things that come out during it. And it's, it's, it feels real. I mean, I've never, never been divorced, never been married, but I, you know, I've, I've been, you know, my parents are divorced and I know a lot of people that have been through that. And it, I, I have to imagine it scratches the surface of that. Uh, in a very real way, so it's uh, it's really good, and it's on Netflix. So you know, the only thing you know, they're, they're, you're not wasting anything. Maybe your time, I guess, if you're not into it. But it's totally worth it. It's definitely not the family <laughs> movie to watch during this time of year. But uh, if you're in the right headset mindset, yeah, that's that's one to watch. Okay. As, as well as the farewell. I I don't know. Yeah. Um. Uh, what else? I don't think I saw anything else. Uh, I also saw Playmobil, which came out this week. What's that? Okay, Playmobil is basically the uh, like knockoff Lego movie. Okay. And I'm going to tell you what, it's not bad. It's really okay. not. Um, I'm kind of bummed that it made less than $700,000 for its opening weekend. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah, I didn't know they were making a movie. Yeah. Uh, apparently nobody else did either. But hmm. it made, it made like 600 and some thousand dollars. It's opening oh, wow. weekend. Yeah. Uh, which is unfortunate because it's Jim Gaffigan and, uh, was it Anya Taylor-Joy? I think is her name. And uh, Daniel Radcliffe. Like, it's a halfway decent cast. And it's a, like, it's not a bad movie. It's really not. Oh, wow. But, you know, you'll be able to pick that up on Blu-ray soon. Ah. It'll go, I imagine it's going to go straight to the bargain bin. Uh, it'll be really cheap at Redbox since they're going to have space now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll check that out. <laughs> I didn't even know they were making a movie out of it. Yeah. That's crazy. It's not bad. Like, you look at the trailer and you're like, oh, okay, it's very... It is very much like they said, hey, this worked for Lego. Why can't it work for us? And people went, wait, Playmobil? Right? Yeah, yeah. That's odd. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, no, I don't think, you know, it, we finished Over Overlord. I think we talked about that before, though. That's the... The, the, the Nazi zombie movie from, like, yes. months and months and months ago. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I don't think it's anything else really. Um, 
Well, yeah, that's cool. Well, so no, no real movies hit this weekend. What was it with Frozen Two? I guess took it. Yeah, yeah, it went back up top. Um, yeah, nothing really. I don't think anything changed. Uh, mm, okay. Frozen Two pushed. I, I think by now it's over a billion. It was close yep. at the end of the weekend, but I imagine it's bumped over. Uh, uh, Knives Out second, another not, another fourteen and change. Knives Out's really good too. Okay, uh, everything. I'm I'm now four for five on this list. Ford vs Ferrari was third. It's really good. Queen and Slim I haven't seen yet, but I've been hearing really good things. Mm-hmm. Um, that one's I would say that's next on my list, but you know, Jumanji and then Star Wars, and you know, right. we're off to the races. Yeah, uh, it's gonna be insane. Did you watch any of the uh, Crisis event? I haven't yet. No, they did, they did Supergirl, uh, Batwoman, and then I think tonight is the Flash. They also did um, oh, what's the Lightning one? Uh, oh shoot um it's it's uh hmm. it's uh black lightning isn't it black lightning yeah yeah i watched that one it didn't seem like it tied too much into it but i think very at the very end it does okay because he's in the episode of the flash which is tonight so i imagine you know whatever happens he gets like sucked into the event uh that's kind of what like the like that's what i guess the event is they're like we got to find these it kind of, I don't know how someone would take this, but it reminds me of like an old episode of like Power Rangers or something where they're like, we, we got to find the seven pillars of destiny to, to stop the villain or something. <laughs> and, and that's literally what they're doing. And they're like, but what's cool about it is they're jumping through worlds. So it's what's kind of, it, it's not losing me, but like I get a little bit lost where I'm like, wait a second, is this Oliver? from the regular i don't even know what world the regular shows we've been watching are on the ones i guess with arrow and and flash yeah i know super girl super girl's world is separate yeah and i don't i don't want to spoil anything so i'll just leave it at that it gets to me just got a little bit confusing where i was like they show oliver a few different times and i'm just like i don't think that's the same one because I guess I'm not watching the show, so I'm not I'm not sure what their current storyline is. He has a daughter in a lot of it, and I'm just like, oh, well, wait a second. I don't know. Anyway, uh, I'm liking it so far. Uh, I, I love – there's a lot of surprises that they ne- – I don't think they even announced for the show where – like characters that they were going to show from like different uh, – not just these TV shows. Okay. That makes sense. I know that they they showed um who's the who's the voice of Batman again? Kevin Conroy. Kevin Conroy. Like they showed him and a few other people, but there's like there's some nice surprises where I'm like, oh shit! Well, cause they, I was not expecting that from that media to show up. Well, because I know like they've announced a couple people from the old Birds of Prey show that I don't think ever went anywhere. Yes, that was yes. So that they that that as well. But yeah. there's like. There's, I don't know if I should say it. There's a there's few like, more from other things. Yeah, oh yeah, from other things that Warner Brothers did uh, in the past with these, you know, with, with these comic book characters. There, I don't think that, like, anyone's up for grabs. Like, I would be, sh- I would, I would, I wouldn't be shocked. No, I, I highly doubt they could ever get the money to afford it, but I wouldn't be shocked if by the end you see someone from, like, the Christian Bale movies in, in it you know what i mean like that's how far it's reaching they're just pulling from everywhere okay fair yeah enough. like if they could get one side character that might not be that much money to show up in an episode or something 
as like a looking at the sky or something like i could totally they i could, could totally could, see that yeah they could grab cillian murphy probably he's because yeah. he does t like he's on peaky blinders so he's done tv work right right someone that's recognizable where you're like uh, it's a very different tone shift when you see it too and you're like oh shit this is christian bale's universe yeah and then it flashes over like i mean even like ben affleck like i that's why i'm saying like those are the big those are the big gets obviously but they have some nice, like, oh shit! I okay. was not expecting that character from that thing. Good. I'll have to. I'll. I'll definitely have to check it out. And I'm. Yeah, I'm. I'm not like. I don't know. I may check. I may grab a YouTube video of like the things you need to know or whatever. Because I'm sure there's like 12 billion of them. Yeah, I mean the story's pretty easy to follow. It, it's they need to. Uh, from what I understand is that the, the everything's ending. Uh, literally, it's 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 going through the universe like a wave, and this team needs to come up with s like seven of these things to stop it. And those seven things are like pillars of hope. Oh, one one thing I will kind of spoil just because it's a stupid little throwaway phrase that I laughed at. Um, where there there's one pillar of um like destiny, and they found out that, that some of the pillars, and this isn't that big of a spoiler because this is like right up front, is that the pillars are like people. They need to make sure they get people. Okay. Uh, like one of them is, uh, you know, it's it's no surprise that it would be like the Flash or Arrow or whatever. Right. Um, but one of them is courage, and they're like, okay, so we need to get a caravan of courage to go get this. And I'm like, did they just say caravan of courage from the <laughs> Ewoks? Jesus. <laughs> And it's and it's it's that kind of wacky, and it's they know their audience. They are, know their audience is like listening for that kind of stuff. Um, my favorite part about all of this is um, the um, oh, oh god, what's it called? What's the other show that they do? Legends. Legends. Yes, yeah. is is the the ship like it? All of that goofy wacky stuff is in here, um, and I, and it's so just on the nose with everything. Fair enough. Uh, and that's probably my favorite aspect of the CW stuff is just because of, of how batshit weird and crazy they can get. And they mention it all the time. They're, they're like, oh, you know, they're like, this has got to be weird for you. And she's like, nope, we have been here and done this and done this. And we saved time and we changed, accidentally changed the lyrics to an old, I forget who the artist was, but some old singer, <laughs> like just all kinds of crazy stuff. So it's been a lot of fun. Uh, maybe catch up a video, but I didn't need that much. It's very much like we got to go do this. We got to go get this person and let's not die and let's try to save as many people as we can. So they very they keep it like easy to follow. And especially we know that we know a lot of the, the the main characters you'll recognize. But some of the other ones you'll be like, I don't no idea who that person in that mask is because I, I, even me, I'm like, who are these people? But I, I got the gist of it. Like, hey, they're helping. They're with the good guys. Fair enough. Um, But uh, yeah. And there's some – all I'll say is there's some big deaths. And, like, if you think about it with the comic – in the comic, who died again? It was – It was uh, – It was Flash. It was, yeah, it, it was, was Barry Allen. Supergirl. Right. Uh, and those are the two big ones from the comic. And so you'll see what happens in the first two episodes. Um, and it, there's some big stakes. That's all I'll say. And uh, there there are some throwbacks to the, the previous um, – previous crisis and they they explain it in this they're like hey i made a deal with you about this and you told me that if i did this it would spare this or do this right and they, they talk about that towards the beginning of it so i caught on to that real fast i'm like oh okay i see what they're 
what they're trying to do. But if you don't know that, you might be a little confused about like why these characters are saying they have this like pact or whatever. But anyway, but there's some also some cool cameos too. Like I said, from not even just like old DC stuff, but like famous people. Like one of the first people you see in Supergirl, you're like, oh, I know that guy. Like I would not be shocked if Kevin Smith isn't somewhere in this. <laughs> if that makes sense. Oh yeah, I'm sh- I, 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 I wouldn't be surprised either. And really. Jay are gonna die at some point in this. <laughs> <laughs> like no joke, they have to. Now that I think about it. They should have totally been in one of the episodes. They did Supergirl for a while, right? Oh yeah, and he did a couple of Flash too. Yeah, he did a couple of Flash. So but I mean, Jay, like, I mean, yeah, but because I, I mean, like Jay is canon. It, like he played an actual character on the Flash. That's right. I forgot. I never saw that episode. Yeah, he was like at one point. I I don't even remember what season, but it's one of those where they had like everybody was in a mask or something. Or he's he actually he was two characters because he was one character that had his car stolen, and then he's one character. That's like random, you know, villains thug in a mask right, kind of henchman right, right, character. Right. But he's, yeah, so he's canon twice. Yeah, that's right. That's crazy. That's, yeah. that's wild. Yeah, so I, I would not be surprised if by the end of it they show up. Cause that'd be, be kind of neat. It would be. Oh, yeah, totally. And they should. I mean, they're, 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 there's places this, this show goes where I'm like, oh, shit. And it's not just that. It's like stuff from the comics like they'll show world uh, earth x and like other earths you're like oh that's straight from the comic books okay yeah um and it was it was in the it was in advertising as well i will talk about that it shows was it brandon roth's character yeah as as superman and i believe it's from that universe because like he mentions you know he mentions things from those old movies because there was that—that that was technically the sequel to like what four Superman movies. Yeah, that was the, just the continuation of that whole series. And there's a, there's a line that he says that makes it like concrete that like that was that Superman because <laughs> he's like, oh, I've done this before, and it's like, oh shit, he's talking about Superman three or whatever. <laughs> so yeah, uh, so that's kind of cool. It's it's very CW. The Superman stuff looks very cheap, but it's CW. Yeah. I, li- I, I like it way more when – I think that's why it made sense to do Flash and Arrow first because it looks way better on the television. Uh, the Superman stuff starts to get like very <laughs> campy. Um, well, but, as, it was, it, as it was always kind of bound to, really. Right. Right, exactly. It, if you're in the CW shows, you know what I'm talking about. You love them. I do too. So it's, it's well, These are the shows that I, I just – I want to get back into, but I just now I don't even know where I would start. I yeah. don't remember where I left off, and I, oh. and I think that's why some of them are coming to an end. I, I you know, the, the they they announced that they're doing what the Superman show, like they're Superman's having his own show now, right, with him and Lois. Yeah, the the pair of them from Supergirl are getting a spinoff. Yes, and with their son, okay, with John. Interesting. Yeah, so, and I believe it's going to be like Super Sons. Okay. If that makes sense. Like, I don't think he's going to. I, he, he might not be a baby by the end of this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm pretty sure they're going Super Sons with it. Fair enough. Uh, which would be really cool. Um, that That's how you do that. That's how you get, like, you get a little Damien and you get a little John in it. And, you know, and it's kind of like you, the family life with Lois and, uh, Lois and Clark. Um, but yeah, so anyway, it's fun. 
highly recommend it. Hope you're DVRing it, or I mean, I think you can even go on the website and watch them with the commercials. Yeah, yeah. So I was able to go on there, and I didn't have to log into anything. So you know, do that <laughs> if you want to catch up on it. Which is crazy. I always thought you had to log into like a like a Spectrum account or something. Not for the CW. Yeah, it's just like, hey, you want to watch it? You'll have to watch with you know, three or four breaks and each break has like two or three, you know, commercials, but it's totally worth it. Yeah. So yeah, see, yeah, it's been fun. So highly recommend that. And I've just, I've been, I've been also trying to read through the, uh, we talked about, it was the wave Kings. We've talked about Brandon Sanderson's books before. Yeah. Oh, the fourth book news real fast for that. It, it's coming out uh, next year, November 17th. Cool. He's been pumping through those, man. <laughs> Needs to call up uh, Rothfuss. Get him to. I swear to God, man, I was in writing. I was in Best Buy the other day, and there was somebody in the laptop section, and I was just like, "Oh, damn! No wonder he's like we haven't had book three yet." Looked, I yeah. swear to God, looked just like him, but was like working there. I was like, "Okay, cool." Well, he was. He does like a lot of Twitch now. Every time I see that he's on Twitch, I'm like, and I, I'm not one of those guys. Hey, look, man, take your time. I'm not like. I'm not, what do you call it? Uh, I'm not, uh, I, I'm not out there. It's like, you know, make, you know, giving them a hard time for it, but it's like, yeah. <laughs> you see it and you're like, Oh man, you know, everyone, yeah, you know, we work and then we take a break and we, we relax too. So I imagine he's definitely working on it. Yeah. And, no, cause I know right now he's doing Twitch because it's, uh, um, fundraising for his charity. Yes. Yes. That's, yeah. Yeah. Always around the holidays, world builders does like all kinds of charity stuff and everything. Right, right, right. Oh, yeah. I think, like, but, man, that's the crazy thing. So, okay, yeah, so I was going to say, he did Name of the Wind. I was going to say, Brandon Sanderson, I I wonder when his series started. Because they roughly were around the same time when they became popular, right? I'll take your word for it. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, Name of the Wind was 2007. And Way of the Kings is 2010, so he got a head start on him. Yeah, so Brandon Sanderson, 2010, did the three books, and the amount of, now he's on the fourth, and then he did the he did the two plus the, I think the third one, which was like a short stories. But yeah, it'd be nice if he'd get that third one pumped out because these are technically prequels, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah actually, like, these are prequels to the to the story he wants to tell or something. Yeah. Yeah, he's not this this doesn't end and he's said before, like this doesn't necessarily end happily ever after because the the story it looks like the story we're going to find out is basically just quote telling about how things got to where they are. Right. In that world. Exactly. And that world is a very screwed up place. Right, 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 right. Exactly. So that's cool. <coughs> um, but yeah. So I don't know. I thought that was neat. Brandon Sanderson, he's he's a freak when it comes to writing, though. He, he you know, that and the Mistborn and all the other series he's doing. It's insane. What I like about his website, though, is if you go to his website, you'll see he has a chart and it tells you where everything's at. Every all of his projects and it tells you, like, what phase he is on writing it how long it's going to uh, realistically take for it to be completed. So you can just go – he points everyone there if you have a question about where he's at, and it's constantly updated. Fair enough. Yeah. So it's like, hey, this is going to take a long time, but here it is. This is just telling you it. 
where I think a lot of the other writers have like abandoned that thought process. Like George R. R. Martin does not do that on his website. <laughs> and that's, you know, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that's cool that he does though. Cause he, I feel like he, he was such a fan of it for so long. He knows, he knows what it's like to, to want to know when something's coming out. So yeah. I don't know. I thought it was cool. Anyway, sorry, I threw that in there. <laughs> but uh, where were we? Yeah, so we talked about the movies, uh, the movies that are going to be coming out. We talked about Jumanji, The Next Level, which got mixed, like mixed reviews. Did you see that? I've seen the the ones that I like are the ones that are very, like, kind of, I, I, I think IGN summed it up best. It was a 7-5 because it was just like, hey, look, this is fun. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not worried about, like, this is an amazing film. It's like, this is fun. And I'm right. good with that. That's all I want going into it. Right. And they, you know, I, I've seen some people, I think, I think part of the problem is people went into it with different expectations. Yeah. I mean, to me, it's, I think to me, not knowing, I only seen the previews. Yeah. I just hope, or what I, what, not, not what I fear, but like what I know it's going to be. I think it's going to be a lot of the same jokes. I hope we get some new stuff, but like, I think the, that one was so funny because, and I don't want to say the word original, because obviously it's like the what, the third one in the in the in the Jumanji series, but it it was just what they did was so different. Does that yeah. make sense? Like the 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 not different, but I don't know how to explain it. I... Um, what they did with the Rock and Jack Black, and like how they were other people inside their bodies, like it was just such a. Uh, I wasn't expecting that out of the Jumanji right. series, or it. You know, I wasn't expecting the movie to be that funny or that good. And then this time around, it's kind of like, I don't know, it's kind of like Shrek. The, the first one's like, whoa, this is great. And then the second time you're like, okay, it's a lot of the same stuff. I just hope it's not that, if that makes sense. Right. And no, I think I that, that it might be a little bit like that, but you just got to set your expectations to, I don't know. That That's my thought process, not seeing the movie yet. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. I don't know. Well, what else we got here? What, what else is coming out? Uh, Black Christmas, which is a remake of a remake. Ooh, okay. Um, but I think I've seen the trailer for that. Yeah, it's the sorority, and there's somebody hunting them, or there's there's a fraternity hunting a sorority or something. I I don't know. It's 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 fine. There has to be counter programming of some kind. So okay, cool. I'm all right with that, but. Uh, you know, there's what else do we have? Oh, the uh, Richard Jewell about the uh, guy, uh, the security guard in Atlanta during the '96 uh, Olympic bombing. Okay. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, my my thing is, I'm not really excited about that because it's like, hey, it's Clint Eastwood directing it, and it's about somebody who's. I mean, like in the trailer, they make a point of the line. You know, the the people. The, the, you know, this, this guy's enemies are the two most powerful things on the planet, the government and the media. And it's like, oh, yeah, that's right, because Clint Eastwood's kind of gone crazy. Right. So yeah. it's, you know, it'll be interesting because it was an interesting, like, it was an interesting story to follow. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially to look back at now, because at the time I was, you know, eight. I wasn't paying it. Like, I didn't pay any attention to that at all. Yeah. Um, but it's it was something to go back and look over. I was like, oh, what was this? Okay, so how did this, you know, like I mean, it's based on, it it, it it's based around those events and whatnot. But 
Yeah. I don't know. Not terribly excited about that one, but, you know, the story deserves to be told, so go for it. Yeah. Uh, well, what else is on here? Uh, to <laughs> the, the flip side to that, possibly, is uh, Bombshell, which is about, you know, how there was the rampant sexual harassment over at Fox News. Right, right, and right. And it's, it's very, like, pulls no punches, kind of like, no, this was bad, and there was a massive attempt to try to cover all this up, kind of deal. Right, right. So, you know, there's there's something for, for each side of the spectrum, I guess. Uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, more power to them. Uh, yeah. And Uncut Gems, which I'm actually low-key excited about. Oh yeah, no, I'm I'm really excited about that. When I first saw the, I forgot who was like, oh, is Adam Sandler? It was like, uh, they were like, no, 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 you gotta see this. It's like, no, check this out. And it's, yes. Yeah, because it's like, oh, okay, this is different. Oh sure. yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's him being totally different. Uh, he's only done like a few dramas, right? He, most most things Adam Sandler does is comedy. Yeah. Um, God, I saw something the other day. What the hell was it? Have you ever seen a movie called Mixed Nuts? Mixed Nuts, no. It's it's Steve Martin and uh, like Billy Baldwin, I think, and Adam Sandler is in it, and it's like peak mm. young, goofy singing everything. Adam Sandler. It's like, oh, okay. that's right. That's why I hate him. <laughs> right, right, right. It's just like, oh yeah, okay. That's why I don't watch Adam Sandler movies. Right. But, um, I mean, it, I thought it was funny when I was, like, a kid, like, when I heard the Thanksgiving Day song for the millionth time. Yeah. But but outside, yeah, but then you... The problem up, is he like, did that into his 50s. So. Right, 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 right. Hey, man, more power to Adam Sandler, but it's not not our cup of tea. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it, he had a stick, and it stuck, and he made a lot of money out of it. Um, that but, he did. Yes. <laughs> that he um, did. But, yeah, no, yeah, I, I, I hear you. Yeah. Uh, so anytime I hear an Adam Sandler movie, what was the thing he uh, like threatened the other day? He's like, if I don't win an Academy Award, I'm making the worst movie I can possibly make. He already thought, made Jack and Jill. Right. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. And I thought, what did I, I post it on? I was like, it's a weird way to announce you're working on Man of Steel 2. <laughs> Just kidding. But but no, like it's when I see when I saw the trailer, I was like, oh, this is really good. Um, yeah, no, I, th- I thought it was great. Uh, yeah. and I saw like a behind the scenes thing uh, where he was actually talking about, um, you know, the idea of it. And like, he went in, uh, he sat with people that do that for a living for a couple days, uh, to see exactly what that lifestyle's like. Um, but yeah. Yeah. You know, more power to him. Yeah. It's got a what's his name? It's got that guy from uh, from um, Atlanta in it. Uh, Leaketh uh, Stanfield. I'm mispronouncing his name. Okay. Uh, he's in a ton of things. He's in um, uh, God. Now my now my now my mind's shutting down. Sorry. He's in uh, but uh, he's mostly known for uh, Atlanta. Uh, what, what was the recent movie he was just in? I'm sorry. I know I'm sounding like everyone's mom. Where they're like, you know that that the that guy movie from that, that thing. With the face? Yeah, yeah. He he um, played the you know he played the guy who who did that. Like he's always that guy who does that thing. Yes, yeah. exactly. Uh, 
No, he's been in a bunch of things. If you saw his face, you'd be like, oh, I know what you're talking about. He was in, he's in Knives Out. Who is he in Knives Out? Uh, he was a detective. I didn't oh, okay. See yep, out, I got you. I know exactly who you mean now. Yeah, he's in Atlanta. Atlanta is what I know him from. Fair, that was yeah. Like the first thing that like, I was like, oh damn! But he's but I see him in everything and everything now. I think he played Snoop Dogg in Straight Outta Compton. Now that I think about it. Okay. He's in a ton of shit. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Um. But. <laughs> but yeah. <sighs> yeah, just like rant, like just shit that I'm like, I forgot what I watched. I watched a trailer for like the the girl in the spider web or whatever, and I was like, oh shit, that's that guy. <laughs> he's in a ton of things. Oh, he's in Get Out. Get Out's probably the other biggest thing he did. Okay. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. 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 Get I remember. Yeah, I remember him in Knives Out. He's he's good because he plays just kind of the straight man to Craig's yes. very Louisiana inspector right he's so dude the the that i told you i forget the name of the episode of atlanta where it's just it fo- he's like a side character in atlanta but there's an episode that focuses entirely on him okay uh uh let me see if i can find it it's 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 with the character he goes to this guy's house to pick up a piano and the atlanta it's such a weird thing because it's one of those dramedies where it's like the louis ck show remember he used to have a show before he became a creep and all that other stuff um but his show was it was a comedy but it was about it was a, it was a drama and the episodes are very weird most of them are for the mass consumption I don't know, how do i put it most of the episodes are like very like okay this is how the episode's going and in this one it shifts so much uh, the I'm trying. Let me let me find the name of the episode just so I can uh, stop mumbling here. Okay. Um, but I guess what I'm trying to say is all the episodes are like, okay, it's a comedy, 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 and then when it hits this episode, it's something drastically different. Uh, let me see if I can find the name of it. Yeah, it definitely sounds interesting. Like I, I get the idea of, you know, a show that's Ten- that's set this particular precedent and then just kind of goes wherever it wants to with it. it. It completely shifts. So, like, it, do do yourself a favor. Watch a few episodes of Atlanta, the first season, to get an idea of it. And then there's one called Teddy Perkins. It's in the second season, and it's like probably the yeah, it's the highest rated one. It's got like a nine point seven on uh, IMDb. Yeesh. And it because it shifts so drastically to where it's like comedy, 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 and he pulls up into the driveway, and then it's like you're watching something completely different, something from like. The, the level of production, the way they shoot it, it's all different. And I think the idea is it's supposed to make the audience feel we have just entered a different world. Like th- this episode is going to be something very different than the rest of the tone and feel of the show. Because the tone and the feel of the show usually is like – it's very real, but it's there's some comedy in there because Donald Glover's is great. He's obviously the writer and it's just very good at, at that. But it just shifts so drastically into, like, get out, basically. It shifts into – what I mean by that is, like, a – almost like a horror vibe because he goes and visits this guy to pick up a piano. But then he realizes this Teddy Perkins guy, something's off about him. And he and he has the same skin 
uh, thing that Michael Jackson has. It's very much that. It's and I believe it's Donald Glover that plays the character. It's go go definitely watch the Teddy Perkins episode. Okay. Um. Yeah, it's very good. It's 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 so yeah. Actually, I was it Donald Glover that that like did he like went to award show as Teddy Perkins. Uh, if, if I remember correctly, like he went as in in character, or maybe it was maybe it was uh, Stanfield that did it at the award show. But anyway, someone went in character. I think it was Stanfield that went into an award show as Teddy Perkins. But it is Donald Glover in that episode as Ted, as Teddy Perkins. Okay. So it's kind of a like I don't know. Anyway, it, it will make a lot more sense once you see what I'm talking about. But anyway, sorry. Where were we? <laughs> Uh, uncut gems. Looks like it'll be good. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Oh yeah. Whew. Okay. So here we go. Where were we? Uncut gems. Oh yeah. Yeah, we had a decent amount of trailers drop last week. Okay, so I saw all of these except Mulan. Okay. Probably what maybe I'll watch Mulan if we take a break in a little bit. But um, well, let's start with Ghostbusters. What did you think? I loved it. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, it 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 very much was like The Force Awakens, but it's yeah. a good thing because they they set the bar for how you soft reboot a franchise. Yeah, I mean uh, Universal copied it with with the law, you know, the, the Jurassic World and Bumblebee, for example. Ghostbusters, this is the right move. This is the right call, I think. Uh, I think on purpose you get the Stranger Things vibe, not only because the character from Stranger Things, the actor from Stranger Things, yeah. but like these characters are kids, and they're. It's. It, I think it's on purpose. Uh, and and I, dude, the 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 story idea is genius. Yeah, I think Her it's grandfather, great. Grandfather, yeah. No, go ahead. Sorry. No, I just I'm I'm. I like where they're going with it. I like the direction that they're taking where it's, I, and I love like all the little like winks and nods. Like when yeah. they open the, the case and they see just all these Petri dishes and you're like, what the hell is that? And it reminds you in the first movie where he says, I collect spores, molds, and fungus. Right, right, right. And it's just, it's full of all those like fantastic little winks and nods and everything. And I just, I love it. I think it's tremendous. Mm -hmm. Oh Yeah. Yeah, I, I like the idea that she's the granddaughter, right? Yeah. And so she's she's is she the daughter? Is she the granddaughter or is he the? I thought she's she's the granddaughter. She said, "My grandfather, this is my grandfather's farm." Okay. And it was, uh, it was um. It would be what would it be Harold Ramis's? Yeah, e Egon because he's he's passed away, right? Yes. Uh, so I'm trying to because I'm not I'm not, Ghostbusters wasn't my thing. Oh, I, just... I, I was into Ninja Turtles. It was right before. That's fair. I think my older brother was more into Ghostbusters. I was in the phase of the Ninja Turtles. It, correct me if I'm wrong. And again, I in real life Harold Ramis has passed away. Yes. Yeah, Dan Aykroyd's he... still alive. Bill Murray's still alive. Ernie Hudson has passed away, right? No, Ernie's still around. He's still around? Okay. I'm... I mean, I saw him in Oz the other day. <laughs> I started rewatching that. I'm pretty sure. I gotta look this up. Don't scare me like that. 
Yeah, well, I hope I hope he still is. I just, I you know, I don't know. I, I kind of lost track on who's unfortunately still with us and not. Uh, he's he probably is. He was yeah, young. no, he's he's still around. He's only like he's okay, like good. seventy Thank something, God. I think. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, no, he's <laughs> okay. Good. All right. So, did you know that Eddie Murphy was supposed to be in the original Ghostbusters? Yeah, I saw that on Netflix. Oh, you saw the Netflix episode? I did. Yeah, because that's the only one of those I've watched. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was gonna say I started watching the uh, what is it? Uh, the movies the, we grew up on or something? Yeah, because there's like the toys that made us, and then there's like the movies that made us or something like that. It's a like a partner show to it. You should watch the Home Alone one. I I plan to. Yeah. It's so good. Like I didn't know they sh- apparently they shot the whole inside of the house in at gymnasium at the local high school. <laughs> the same high school that they did. Uh, what's that John Hughes movie? Oh, uh, I just went blank. Um, it's not sixteen candles. The Breakfast uh, Club. Breakfast Club. Yeah, same high school they shot in that gymnasium. The Home Alone. Imagine going to that high school, and you're like, these two gigantic movies were shot here. That'd be insane. But anyway, sorry, yeah. I digress. And I, th- I oh. think, I think that that Finn is the grandson in this. So he, but wait, I thought it was a girl. Maybe I maybe I'm misreading the trailer. It's, it's two. It's a single mom and her two kids. Her two kids. Okay. See. I. Okay. okay yeah. Gotcha. And it's her. One of, one of them has glasses on, so I was like, that it just looked like him. Yeah. And they're the granddaughter and grandson of him. I think so. Yeah. I think that she. Right. I because I I forget who plays who. I that think would it, make sense that she didn't know her grandfather more than I guess her father. If you know, it seemed like her father obviously passed away, but. Um, or they got a divorce or whatever happened, but it would make sense that she wasn't aware or he, both of them weren't aware of the ghost stuff. Yeah. If they try to keep it from them. Uh, but you know, in, in a way it, you saw the, you saw the Netflix stuff. This is so much Dan Aykroyd. Yeah. Oh yeah. Putting, putting himself into the work that this, in, in that episode of that, that show on Netflix, he, this is exactly what he talks about, how his grandfather was all into all that kind of stuff yeah. back day, and that was the family business, and he just ended up getting into comedy and stuff. But I, I thought that was cool. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it looks, it looks fun. And, you know, the who are you? Like, it was so Force Awakens. Yeah. But that's how you do it. That's how you... They set the bar for that with with getting these kind of nerds back on track and and here's how you revamp a franchise, keep it relevant. You know, and, I like and, the part where they they pop out of the side door, yeah, and they're shooting Slimer. This thing has a gunner scene. It's great. Yeah. Well, that's the other crazy thing in that episode where they talk about how apparently they loosely based the look off of Jim Belushi. Yeah, and they were like on cocaine the whole time trying to figure it out. But it was the 80s, so it's a different time. <laughs> yeah. It's just wild. My favorite uh, thing yeah. was the, the designer saying he didn't and then said that he did. And they were like, oh, yeah, it totally looks like Jim. <laughs> yeah, yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Man. Whew. I hope they do more more seasons of that, the, the movies that made us, because yeah. it's so good. I want to jump into the other ones as well. Um, yeah, that, yeah, that movie would have been so different with John Belushi in it. Oh, totally. Oh, yeah. It would have been very different. I loved how they were like, Bill Murray signed on to it, but we didn't know he was going to actually show up until the 
the day of shooting, he just showed up. Yeah, he was just, there he was. <laughs> yeah, they were like, we knew he was in France, and no one talked to him, and no one could get a hold of him, and then he was just there for work. <laughs> just showed up. <laughs> and he was like, he's an enigma, wrapped in an enigma. So. <laughs> yeah, I love they didn't get cliche with it. It's not, he wasn't an enigma wrapped in a right. mystery wrapped. He's just like, nope, he's an enigma wrapped in an enigma. <laughs> yes, yes. And apparently a lot of the, the I think a lot, they didn't show them in the trailer, but I thought it, I think it's been announced that they're in the movie as well. Yeah. Yeah. I in think some so. way. Yeah. Yeah. So that's cool. Oh man. That's going to be fun. Yeah. It's going to be a good time. I'm, I'm excited for that. I wonder how many of the old cast is actually going to be in it. Well, I mean, think about it. There's not a lot of old cast. It says Sigourney Weaver is in it. That's crazy. I mean, Bill she might, Murray. Like, they may get everybody back because, I mean, your principals were, what, six, seven people? Tops? Well, how do you get them back? I mean, the the room, well, should we even talk about it? Because it might be spoiler on one or two of these characters might not actually be living. Right? Well, I mean, here's here's the thing. That's they, how you get them in the story, where they're just like a, they're they're you know how do you how do you get all these people to show up in, in this farm? I guess I guess you could just shoot like different scenes of showing them in New York or something. Yeah, but I think it'd be cool if one or two of them were actually ghosts. Yeah, but I mean they've got they've got Murray, Aykroyd, Hudson, yeah. Sigourney, and Annie Potts all coming back. Like the yeah. only people they're missing are uh, the only one that's missing that they could still conceivably get is rick moranis rick moranis that's what i was thinking he's, the but he's yeah he's the that, only that would be one a huge hold to, to as a surprise yeah right that would be great and that would be a very meta like surprise like not too big on the story because he wasn't that big of the part of the story but like the audience would be like holy shit it's rick moranis yeah like that 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 would be a really huge thing yeah where did i see that I forgot where I saw or heard about the Spaceballs deal. They had to get it okayed by Lucas. It was on, it was, uh... Was it one of those shows? It might have been, yeah. Yeah, where, like, the only way the deal went through was as long as there wasn't any merchandising. There was no was merchandising. Okay. There's yeah. no, that's why there's no Spaceballs merchandise. Yes, which I think yeah. is why they did the joke in the movie of, like, here's all of the Spaceballs merchandise. <laughs> Right. Was it you that told me that? Someone told me that. I, I found it, that out in the last few weeks. It might have been me because I might have like, talked about it, but we talk so much and yeah. I get lost in what we've talked about, what we haven't talked about. Yeah, because I went back and rewatched it not that long ago. And then I was like, where is all the like, I, I want a shirt or something. Oh, yeah, they they weren't actually legally allowed to make it. Right, right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, they should do another one. <laughs> what would they joke about it in the in the movie too, right? They're like Spaceballs two, the search for more money or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's that was exactly what they called it. <laughs> yeah. That's funny, uh, but anyway, um, yeah, man, Rick Moranis that that would that would be a huge surprise. That it, it really would, just because he hasn't done like the only like after he retired. Like I mean, he retired, retired. Like I mean, he said, "Nah, I'm done," and that was that. Right. Um, he walked. He walked into the sunset. But I thought. I think we even talked about this once before. There was word of that he did do something with um, 
what's the what's the comedy S- group? SCT- SCTV, I think. SCTV, group. yes. Yeah, there so- was like a a reunion show or something, right. and uh, and he showed up for it. And everybody was like, "Hey!" And he was like, "Hey!" But that yeah. was pretty much it. Like, there's been what no. Was- he might get a he might get a little itch. I mean, that's what happened with like what Eddie Murphy, like some some of the people who have Eddie, retired. Eddie, Eddie Murphy get... ran out of money. <laughs> that's true, I guess. Yeah. And Eddie Murphy all of a sudden had these paternity tests and was like, "I need to make money." <laughs> you're right. You're right. Because <laughs> he got nothing from Pluto Nash. You're right. You're right. You're right. But man, he probably got paid with Shrek though. Man, Woo. the amount of money those movies made. You know. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so definitely looking forward to Ghostbusters after Life. Like I said, I- I've always liked Ghostbusters, but it was never I wasn't in the same level when as a kid as I was like with the Ninja Turtles or something. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. And I know the 2016 didn't hit for a lot of people and kind of put a sour taste in a lot of people's mouths. So yeah. I I hope that this brings it some sort of like those people that have were like just done with Ghostbusters. I hope this brings back a little bit of uh that that joy to him but i don't know well let's talk about free guy what do you think about that trailer man that was okay sure <laughs> like that's 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 a movie they're making um yeah and you could only do this with ryan reynolds i'm convinced like i don't think i would believe anybody else in that role totally totally <laughs> i and i just you know all right cool sure whatever but man, I it's such it's an interesting premise and I like I mean I'm gonna watch it, don't get me wrong, but I just don't know how to feel about this at all. I love the cast. That's probably the biggest point for me. Especially like to kinda of why TD's in it, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah, yes. so that's yeah. The the concept is a little like this could be really good or really bad. Yeah. It's uh, it's kind of like what do you call it? Like when Lego the movie the Lego movie came out, when I first saw that I was like, this could be really good or really bad, and it looked amazing, and if it, it was a, a, amazing the whole way through. Yeah, or it could go the way of the Emoji movie, which is right. like, hey, here's a equally dumb premise, but we've seen this can work before, and right. then it didn't. Right. the The idea of re vamping jumanji could have been a terrible fucking idea yes in a heartbeat and instead they i like the way that they they did like the little nod to the past but otherwise they kept it the only thing that they did they did the two things they mentioned alan parish at one point (laughs) and then the way it starts with like nobody plays board games anymore so now it's a video game okay yeah like i'm in I, i i believe that it's a mystical you know cursed thing sure i'm i'm fine with this that's perfect. Yeah, it was. It was the perfect. It was a. It's another perfect way to uh, soft reboot a franchise. Um, yeah. So yeah, I don't know. Uh, anyway, free guy. It looks good. It looks fun. It's it's gonna be something. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, no time to die. What you think about it? I love that trailer. Yeah. I'm excited. I think Craig's going to go out on a high note because he did confirm, like, no, for real, honestly, this is his last Bond film, finally. Until they pull up another dump truck of money, (laughs) you think? I I think he's just got to kind of be tired of it at this point. He's going to be tired of it, yeah. But yeah, I don't know, man. I I, like I said, I'm not I'm not that big of a Bond fan. Uh, I like the Bond movies, but I, I couldn't tell you. I think I remember two. 
There's been three of them now, right? Uh, with him in it, uh, four? four. Four. Hang on. Jesus. It was uh, Casino Royale, Quantum of Solace, Skyfall, and Spectre. Cas- Casino and Skyfall are the two I remember. That's fair. The other two, I don't know. I I, I remember just maybe the villains, and that's about it. Yeah. Um, but those were the two where I was like, oh, this is really good. I, I love, like, I really enjoy modern Bond. I'm not big on classic Bond. I haven't gone back and watched any in years, and they were just not my thing back in the right. day. Um, I may go back and try again, but I mean, you know, for, like, my entire generation, you know, Goldeneye reintroduced us to James Bond. Right? Oh, absolutely, yeah. And I didn't go back and rewatch Bond movies like I did you know, Jurassic Park when I saw that or uh, Indiana Jones. Well, Jurassic Park's not fair because that was the 90s, but uh, uh, Indiana Jones, I guess, is a good example. Like, I would go back and watch those movies, watch Star Wars, watch those. Bond didn't... It was... I I liked Bond movies, uh, but it just wasn't my cup of tea. Yeah. I felt very much the same, a lot of them. Nothing really stuck out, and the newer ones don't are, are not as campy as the older ones. Like they don't have the the villains are not as like, you know, <laughs> I don't know. Their teeth aren't jaws and stuff. Right, like they're <clears throat> they're a little they're they're slightly more understated. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Um, but I don't know. It's it, you know it. The, the Bonds, you know, I don't know. And then you also have the Mission Impossible movies, and I feel like everyone's trying to get their own Bond franchise. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. What else do we got? Uh, Mulan, I didn't I didn't see the uh, trailer for it. Tell me about it. It's it's good. It's, it's intense. It's dramatic. It reminds you, like, oh, yeah, this is a war movie. Right. And uh, it's, you know, it also reminds you, you know, you, you're not going to have songs. They they what? they nod to them though. There's you know there's there's all kinds of dialogue referencing the songs, but they're they're not going to be in this. Right, right. I imagine it's just plot points, and they're just like, hey, instead of singing for five minutes about that idea, they just say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's so. there's a line in the trailer where whoever the commander at the camp is is saying, "I'm I will make a man out of each and every one of you." It's like, oh yeah, I remember that song. Right. <laughs> Man, now the song is in my head. Yeah, you're welcome. But yeah. it's it looks good. It looks very good. You just have to go into it with the right expectation of like, hey, by the way, this is this one's not designed to be a musical this time around. Right. Right. It's, <laughs> exactly. It's it has it has that a very epic war movie kind of feel to it. So I'm, yeah. I'm excited. I'm I'm excited about it. I am. Looks good. And uh, Wonder Woman 1984. Yeah, this trailer didn't really give any indication of anything. I like, thought, I think it totally did. I I disagree. Like I mean, it showed the setting and it showed the style, but I don't think it told any plot at all. Oh, which, it gave away how it gave away how he's back. I mean, in one sense, but not really. I think it gave the show away for sure. I don't. I didn't see that at all. I kind of don't even want to say it to spoil it, but when it, first of all, Pedro Pascal, I couldn't even recognize. Yeah, no, that's fair. When you see him, but just pay attention to what he's saying and what he's offering, and it's 
anything you want. I, you know, it's, it's this, this ability, I can bring back whatever you want, like whatever your desire is. And it's like, oh, okay. He's the reason why he's back. Well, I mean, yeah, that I got, but I mean, that didn't really mean anything to me. Like, okay. He, to me, he brought him back. Okay. Right. How, why? Yeah. But I mean, that's, that's, I well, I mean, to me, that gives it away that it, I don't know. I feel like I might be spoiling the movie for myself, but to me, that just means that he's definitely not real and definitely not going to make it to the end of the movie. Uh, and whatever, uh, you know, they showed in the trailer, they show the big tower with the big um, satellite dish. And I, to me, it's very – at least they're making it clear that whatever um, uh, manipulation that this guy is doing with his abilities or with that big tower, it, it's all she's got to do is beat the bad guy. But it's also going to cost her – this thing that he, she realizes that Chris Pine is just—it's not—he's not real. It's fake, and he's, he, she's gonna have to say goodbye to him because she's gonna have to beat that guy and take away that thing that he's using against her or whatever. So I don't know. When I saw the trailer, I was like, "Oh shit!" He just gave it away. I see. I don't think so. Took though. the wind out of it for me a little I, bit. I guess. No, nah, I disagree. I'm so excited for it. I'm just, I mean, I love the way the movie pops, like her outfit. It's it contrasts to like the background of everything. It, it it looks so good. But oh, excuse me, sorry, I just ate. Yeah. <laughs> but oh man, it it's just I don't know. It it just kind of took that took the I don't know what I'm trying to say. It took the wind out of me, I guess, when I saw that. I was like, oh, okay, so that's what they're doing. Yeah. Do you think do you think they'll kill kill Chris Pine at the end of every Wonder Woman movie now? I I don't know. They may have to. <laughs> do you think that's gonna be like the ongoing thing? That'll that'll be the gag. <laughs> yeah. Um. I don't know. I hope I hope not. That's the thing is I hoped it was like, okay, he's back. Like I don't want it to be a thing where he's gone at the end. If that makes sense. Yeah. But I was hoping. That he was Green Lantern or something like that, and that they there was going to be some explanation to what got him out of that plane at the end. But I don't know. I don't want it to be like, hey, my I can my abilities now is I can give you any desire that you want, uh, but if you kill me, I take it away. Or if something happens to me, then it's gone. Like I, I'm afraid that's what it is. Um, I, I think that's just too. It's it's too simple. I don't think they're going to go that road. Oh, sure hope not. But it looks great. Uh, you know, what, the first Wonder Woman was the shining star of the DCU. So yes. I have no doubt that this is going to be just as good. But um, I don't know. Now, do you think you probably know this? Uh, <laughs> uh, we, we've probably talked about it before. DC moving forward, are they just going to just keep making the movies and not care how they're connected? I I think that may be the best plan, because I like I don't think they're gonna show any of the new Batman people in this, right? Obviously. Well, I mean, this is before that anyway, so they're not actually tied to continuity. Right. So we shouldn't see any of the Batman characters, and I think they did announce that the Bird of Prey is a separate universe. Yeah, because that's the Suicide Squad universe, and I don't think they want to connect anything to that. Wait. Okay, so Birds of Prey is a spinoff from Suicide Squad. Correct, but I, from what I understand, that is a separate. They announced that it is a separate universe than this Wonder Woman, uh, except Suicide for, Squad, 
uh, all of that. That Birds of Prey, which openly references the first Suicide Squad movie, is not connected to that Suicide Squad movie. Let me see if I can find it. I It, it came out recently. There was the idea that, you know, it's a very Tarantino-esque influence because Harley Quinn is an unreliable narrator, which I think is a fascinating idea. Like, I like that. Okay, but... maybe because it, it, I I thought I read that it is an alternate timeline. The Birds of Prey movie. The director came out and said that, yeah, Birds of Prey director says the film exists in a parallel timeline. To what? Okay, so uh, as the title suggests, uh, blah, blah 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 sees Mar- uh, Margaret Robbie's take on the iconic comic book character. Finally, blah 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 blah. Man, can you just say it the first? <laughs> Sure, right? Wouldn't that be nice? Um, oh god. So we asked. Uh, uh, okay, so we asked uh, if there was a specific amount of time passed since we saw Harley in Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad, and says Yan replied, "There is not any known amount of time. No, it kind of exists in a parallel timeline. So, so maybe this is like all in her head. So this Birds of Prey movie." which has the same actress playing the same character is not connected to the movie that anything that comes from. Correct. Okay. And, but, but, but you're, but this is what we were just talking about. Yeah. That's how you explain it is that there's a multiverse with DC. It's not like the MCU for what we've seen right now, all happens within the MCU. They're definite. They definitely have talked about a multiverse and they even joked about it and then they kind of brushed it off in what the last spider-man movie yeah um but the dcu is like actively like hey not all of this is going to connect but it's still all in the same multiverse and that's that's how you get away with wonder woman interacting with different batman (laughs) you know the wonder woman we saw in um Batman vs. Superman and stuff like that. Maybe that's not the same Wonder Woman we're seeing in 1984. Except it is. Maybe it's just two parallel universes where a lot of the things are exactly the same. But once it breaks off, and if we do see her interact with any of the new Batman characters... Uh, that's... No, just stop. Just I know, stop. I agree. I Believe me. It's, but I'm just saying, this, this is very confusing. The only thing they're going to focus on is Harley Quinn makes a lot of money, so she gets her own movie. Wonder Woman did really well, so this sequel is going to play off of that, and that's it. It's not going to include anyone from anywhere in any so, other part of the DCU. So moving forward, this was pretty much the last thing that they talked about doing, the Wonder Woman 1984. Right. Everything going for like, Pattinson's The Batman is going to be the start of yet another new DC. Movie and that's that's what I was curious about is if they do another Aquaman, if they do another Wonder Woman, because Patty Jenkins has said she has an idea for a third one. Does it now? Now do we have two separate DC universes uh, happening at the same time? Yes. Okay. That that's what I was curious about. Which I'm fine with, and I don't want I I'm I I don't want DC to try to cross over anything. Just stop because all of their movie stuff makes no sense at all whatsoever. So right. just. Make the movies to make the movies and stop trying to make a, a a shared cinematic universe because they suck at it. Yeah. So, okay. So, and I think that you're, I think you nailed it with her being, uh, you know, an un, unreliable narrator that this story of might just be something in her head. 
it might pan out at the end of the movie and she's in a mental ward. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, Arkham. Arkham, exactly. That would be crazy. <laughs> what if it pans out? What would, what would this even mean? What would this even mean if it pans out she's in Arkham and then uh, Robert Pattinson walks by? I I would I would put my head through a wall. <laughs> You'd be like, wait a second, how much of it was un- <laughs> how much of was the Snyderverse inside of Harley Quinn's head? <laughs> like, there people on the internet would be losing their minds trying to break that down on what that means. And nobody would be happy, and everybody would hate DC even more. I'd love it. I, I would actually be happy. I'd be like, you know what? Fuck it. Why not? <laughs> that's how you explain it. There's Snyderverse is all in Harley Quinn's head, and boop, that's how you explain that. You put a pin in that, and we move forward with the new stuff. Which is why Superman and Batman are terrible, but Aquaman <laughs> is extra hot and not blonde, and Wonder Woman kicks ass. Okay, sure, fuck. Yeah, exactly! It no. itself. I feel like if you wanted to try to make that argument, like I, you could do that in the comics, sure. But I, feel... I mean, they, they, uh, let's not. I mean, we could talk about Joker. I, it, I mean, and what you know, that implies, and what I, I like that idea. I, I like the fact that Joker is its own thing and officially not connected to anything and won't be connected to totally. anything. Totally, but, totally. But, but here's the thing: you have to remember the the aim of these movies is not actually for us it's for the general movie going public and if you tried to put that idea that the whole Snyderverse was in Harley Quinn's head you're going to lose the general public which is where you actually make your money but didn't they I mean to be fair didn't they already do that with a lot of those movies well they they lost nerds with all those movies but think about how much money they lost when they came out with Batman vs Superman and Justice League they didn't make that much money the only ones that they made money on, the Joker made more money than any of them, and that's completely separate. Yeah, Wonder Woman made money, Aquaman made money. Those are the things that you keep moving forward. Um, and then you know whatever uh, the new Suicide Squad is, because it's going to be completely, completely different. <laughs> I, I, I'm just saying it's it's going to be a fun time in the next couple of years trying to figure uh, all that out. The good news is is we're getting good DC movies. You know, the last few DC movies I've seen are, have been great. Yeah, fair. And, you know, moving forward, it only looks better. Um, the only one I'm kind of iffy on is Harley Quinn's movie because uh, it just it's so weird looking. It's so different. But who knows? You know, uh, but Wonder Woman looks great. Uh, Suicide Squad, James Gunn. You can't go wrong with that. Um, and the, everything they're doing in the, the Batman movie, all the news coming out of the actors and everything. It's just that looks great. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited. I, I don't, I don't want to be like, a. am <laughs> just curious how, how it's all going to wrap that, that stuff about Harley Quinn just, I thought was interesting. I, I don't want it to wrap. I just, I want them to stop trying because they're terrible at it. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Um, but okay. Um, there, I'm not even gonna bring up the Snyder cut. <laughs> but yes, I don't give a sh- I I swear to God, I hope they do release it because I, I want too. I want people to watch it and understand that Zack Snyder is the reason that all those other movies were shit. Exactly. No, I I I I want. Well, 
I had, you no, say it way uh, harshly than I would. I, but... d- I do because I want my I want the waste of my life back that Sucker Punch was because he that was his movie that was all him. He was told, here, go make this movie, and he did, and it was trash. That movie is just ridiculously bad, and I hate it. And it's because the problem is, it's focused so much on the elements that don't really matter. It's a fantastic-looking movie. The visual effects are tremendous. Everything about it that should be great, like the subject material that it deals with, is deep and it's hard hitting and you wouldn't know it because the everything around it takes so much precedent over it that plot is squashed to this little thing of hey so these girls are crazy and people are bad so here's what happens in their heads and it looks visually great but it doesn't matter it doesn't amount to anything at all and i don't mean that in a dramatic narrative driven way i mean literally it doesn't matter it's all right. about the visuals, and it completely eschews any and all attempt at plot. And I feel like so much of that is poured into every DC movie that he touched. Oh yeah, no, don't get me wrong. I, we've talked about it. Not, a, I'm not a fan of of Man of Steel. Not a fan of Batman vs Superman. Justice League was a little bit better. Uh, so a lot of schlock, but it, it was it was way better, I thought, than the other two. But you're right. It, no for, no cut is going to make that movie good to me. I completely agree with you. Uh, there, I have two, I'm two minds of it. It's it's clear that it exists. I, 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 for the longest time, I didn't think it exists, and I thought fans were just being fucking just shitheads for for like just to to uh, what do you what do you call it? They, they, it just it's it was just obnoxious. Is this entitled nonsense of we exactly. want a thing that we want, so give us the thing we want because we say we want it. These are the people who championed the idea of the guy that made the the chauvinist last Jedi cut because he could. Correct. Like, I, that, and that's the thing, is like it, it art is art and when they when it's put out, that's what it should be. And I'm not even a fan of George Lucas going back and editing all of his stuff and completely changing it uh, the, the, when the original doesn't exist anymore for people to go out and consume. So so that that's my point is that like – but then it just went on for so long and and then it went to another level when Snyder himself was like, this is a real thing that exists. I want to put it out. So I'm at the point now where it's like it's obvious it's there. It exists. The director and he was the writer too, right? Wanted it, wants it out there. The actors have said they want it out there. Put it out there for all those people. Make them happy. I hate that it sets a precedence that like if you complain enough, you'll get what you want. I I hope that they put it out there so these people get what they deserve because they're gonna look at it. And first of all, it's not gonna be finished. Did we forget well, I... that? Did we forget that Zack Snyder didn't actually finish the movie before? he had the unfortunate circumstance that caused him to step away. Well, that's what I thought was so disrespectful. I thought people see my mindset changed when he got involved because before he got involved, I was like, the guy's, the guy's daughter killed herself. You know, how disrespectful to be like, well, we want his cut. Yeah. Movie like, like, fuck you. Like, like there's a reason he stepped out of it, you know, and it, and it, and, and, and it was, Way more important than, you know, a fucking movie about the Justice League. 
Yeah. And these comic book characters. Who gives a shit when it comes to real stuff like that? Yeah. And and I thought it was so disrespectful and so entitled. And and like I said, my mindset did change a little bit when he started getting involved and championing it and whatever. And I just rolled my eyes every time someone was like, release this night. It's just so entitled. Um, but at the same time, like I said, I, I fall in line with I do wish they released the original cut of Star Wars. I don't know if that's on the opposite side of the fence of that or not. Uh, it's, but that's that's such a weird thing because that was a product that was released. This came out. Right. And now right. <laughs> you can't actually find that anymore. And that that I think is playing the opposite side of that. Of you're okay. not you're not withholding the original thing. You're taking what was a thing away. And right. I think that I mean, look, if they want to release the Snyder Cut, go for it. I don't care. Right. I have absolutely no dog in this fight at all. But what I think I think it's all a greed thing. I think they're 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 doing all of this right now because they're getting prepared for the HBO thing, and I think that's where it's going to land. I think they're going to say, if you want to watch the Snyder Cut, you got to sign up for this seven ninety nine a month plan or whatever. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, I think that's what they're going to, and it's a very weird thing to leverage that. Uh, especially, well, it just it's gross to me because of the circumstances of why he left the movie, and why that's no one's talking about that. That's not even a part of the conversation anymore. It's we want to see our darker version of these superheroes, and it's it's fucking silly to me. Uh, but at the same time, I, I'm just not passionate about it. So I, 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 I don't know. It felt entitled to me, and it it, it felt gross, but. And I, I'm, I'm just at the point where I'm like, just let him, let him have it. I don't care anymore. I don't want to hear about it anymore. Yeah. And and there's an argument to be made. Wasn't this the same thing like with the Sonic movie? And I disagree with that idea because what what was being said about Sonic the Hedgehog wasn't this is crap. You know, this is I, it wasn't there was a there was an extra level on top of that, which was they put out a thing that everybody was saying, we're not going to go see this. Yeah, it, it was, That's... hey, that looks weird. That looks gross. I don't think anyone actually, maybe there was a few people that that thought that the studio would be crazy enough to go, hey, we're going to change the way this thing looks. But it was the studio who was like, hey, look, we fucked up. Because, and, and, and we clearly missed the missed the mark with the way this guy looks. Right, and that's that was the thing that was different was because it wasn't somebody saying we don't like it, 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 some like ridiculous. And I get it; it's kind of superficial, in mm -hmm. in a sense. But it wasn't complaining about something like oh, there's a girl lead character or some nonsense like that. It was saying, look, fine, do with the character what you want. But holy crap, that thing looks terrifying. It looks awful, and because of that because of this thing that can be changed with no thematic consequence at all we're not going to spend money to watch this movie we're not right. going to 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 spend money on your product because holy crap just look at that mm -hmm. so the studio went to it and they said okay changing the design while yes it's caving to whiny people on the internet is not something that is a a big like it's not going to change the story it doesn't change any right. any thematic elements there's there's nothing about just making him look more like the sonic the hedgehog that we've all grown up with that's right. that's going to do anything other than than boost pr and it's a good pr move to say you know what? we listened this was a thing that we felt we could work with people on 
here's the new trailer. Here's what this looks like now. And holy crap, the positive buzz it generated. Yeah. It's it's the fine line of knowing when to give. This this was a time where I think, you know, quote unquote, giving in was not a terrible idea. I think it was a good idea to say, you know what, fine, we'll we'll retool this look. We get what you're saying. We would like you to spend money on this movie and on the merchandising. Yep. So we will change the design. And they did. Mm-hmm. And it looks great. And people yeah. are actually excited about this now. As opposed to, you know, where we're a bunch of entitled man children who don't like the fact that we don't feel represented in every single movie anymore. Grow up, get over it, and put your head through a moving bus window. Right? I don't. Right. I, I, I no time for any of that mess. Right. But you know, fine. Release the Snyder cut. Do whatever. I don't care. And same I feel, ones are like raise a Mary Sue, but not Baby Yoda. <laughs> God, <laughs> <What>? right? <laughs> right? Oh man, it's not Luke. Not Luke. No. Where everything just came natural to him. No. <laughs> God, God. I don't know. It's it's just, it's the same people, and it, I don't know. It's uh, it's yeah, it's I, gross. I, but hey, I, I like you said, I, I, I just like enjoying things. Yeah, I'd I'd rather do that. Like this, yeah. you know. We'll we'll talk a little bit about it later. I wasn't crazy about the about episode five of the Mandalorian. Oh, you didn't like it? I I didn't. Here's the thing. It's filler. It's, it's uh, oh it, totally. It's absolutely filler, but I'm okay with that. Like well, episode I don't... five is what I, w- I think we'll talk about later. But I think episode five is what a lot of people thought the show was going to. I, a lot of people I think thought that was going to be like the pilot, that type of episode. But we'll talk about what they show yeah. and everything else later because I, but... it was it was more just like a nostalgia fest for people. And right. you're right. It, that's it was a total filler episode, and it's bad when. The previous episode wasn't filler because it pushed some of the characters along, but we're in an eight-episode series. Right, there where, shouldn't be any filler at all. Right, you, you, this is, it, it, it's crazy to think that this is coming out at the same time as Watchmen. Watchmen, there's no filler at all. There's not a single episode where it's like, well, that didn't do anything. Every episode is like pushing the narrative pushing the characters you know by the end of each episode you're either the characters have moved ahead like as as you understand them right or the story has moved ahead uh so anyway uh yeah but you know the mandalorian is that type of episode would have been great in an episode of rebels or the clone wars when there's 22 episodes a season exactly not eight where it's like okay you know (laughs) You can get away with a lot because well we'll talk about it later. Well you can do it you can get away with a lot because of what they showed for nostalgia, but it's like by the very beginning, very the end of the episode, nothing really changed for anybody. No. Which uh, and and here's my thing. If somebody, you know, somebody would say, Oh, well that's filler, we didn't need that. I agree. I absolutely agree with that. I don't right. care though, because I enjoyed watching it. Oh yeah, it's definitely not a deal breaker or yeah. anything like that. So it's I'm... not it's not like I walked away upset. Uh, but we'll, we'll talk about we'll talk yeah. about we'll get to that soon. Um, I didn't see the Conjuring three. That there was a trailer for that. There was not a trailer, but there was just there was an announcement where it's oh. like, hey, it's it's called The Devil Made Me Do It, and it's patterned after you know Ye Oldie Time, by which I mean like the 
60s or 70s, somebody killed somebody and went to court and said, you know, I was possessed, blah, blah, blah. So call in the specialists. Oh, you know what I – wow. I completely forgot about it until we just started talking, uh, until you just brought up The Conjuring. I was thinking, I just watched two scary movies recently, and I forgot what they were. The Exorcist and The Exorcist 3. They, oh, I'm sorry. What do you mean? <laughs> I didn't I, – I love The Exorcist. I hate, like, all the sequels. You hate the third one? I do. Oh, the third one's good. I, I really. I, I mean, I'll go back and rewatch it at some point. But I remember because it's been a, it's been a minute. It's been a long minute. But God, yeah. I remember just absolutely hating it. I thought it was good, and it's like it's very it's very different from the first one. Yeah. Um, but I liked it. I enjoyed it. I liked the the character moments. I liked the when he was in the the cell with that with the dude. Uh, I don't know. I thought it was I thought it was creepy. It, they're very opposite. Like the first one, it shows a lot of like the, the demon and scratching and all the blood and all the crazy. But in the third one, there's none of that. It's all like off screen. I mean, yeah, but I just, I, I don't know. And she's just crazy. She's like on the, on the ceiling. I don't know. I, I really liked it. I thought it was the, the, the stuff where he's in the cell with him. And it's the it's the guy from um, Lord of the Rings. The one that's in, um, oh god, in in Gondor, not Gondor. Uh, fuck. <laughs> uh, what's what's in the uh, the two towers? It's not Gondor. What's the other land? Um, um, Rohan. Rohan, yes, the Rohan, the king of Rohan, and the guy's in his ear. Oh one, yeah, it's um, it, it's the same actor. Yeah, I got you. Um, and it, it's just so creepy. I don't know. I enjoyed it. I I, I thought it was good. I but, it's like I said. It's it's been a minute. But. Yeah. And I don't know. I just thought it was fascinating. Um, but anyway, yeah. And the Exorcist. I I I haven't seen that since I was a kid, and I, there's so much I forgot about it. Like it opens up in what Iraq or something, right? What the third one? The first one. The first one. It's, uh, no. Doesn't it? Yeah, it opens up where they're like undoing a tomb. Okay. Is and that... it's like the noisiest city in the Middle East. It's just clanging and clanging and banging and clock, clock, clock with their hammers. And it's it's like literally like 10 minutes of people just banging their hammers and stuff. And then finally they unearth this thing in a in a tomb. You should go back. You should go back and rewatch the exercise. I, I need to apparently because I don't remember. I um, completely forgot. Oh that scene. wait, no, 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 no. That's right. Yeah, because it's because that's the priest. That's where yes, he first encounters that demon. I okay. Now yes. I remember. God, it's been. I was getting that confused with the two prequels that were different movies but the same. Oh yeah. Just God, that was because that was a thing that happened. Yeah. No, I see. I I haven't seen a lot of these movies in a long time. It's been yeah. It's been a. It's been, well, what's it been? Eight eight years? Six six yes. years maybe since I've seen The Exorcist. Now, from what I understand, I never saw the second one, but I understand that one is legitimately just terrible. Oh, second one's not. The Heretic's bad. Right. I mean but... the 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 conceit of the Heretic, which I vaguely remember, is like oh yeah, Linda Blair grew up and works in a hospital or something. Yes, it's and it's bad. I never, it's, yeah, I never saw bad. it. 
but I was like, and I, I never saw the third one or I, I saw, it's one of those where it's like, I know I've probably seen it before, but it hasn't been a long time. Yeah. And it's one of those of, did I watch it or did I watch just clips of it? I didn't watch these since I was a kid, basically. Uh, so I wanted to go back and, and check it out. Yeah. And the other one I wanted to see again was the one that I think recently came out, which was like the prequel you said, the beginning, which you said was terrible, right? Which one? There was there was one uh, in like 2004 that came out that I do that remember was, seeing. Yes, that was Exorcist the Beginning, which was oh. bad. Dominion, oh. prequel to The Exorcist, was not terrible. Oh, okay. So That's I'll what I mean. Be... They made two, like, they, like, almost simultaneously made two prequels to The Exorcist. Gotcha. So it was Dominion that I did not see. Dominion, what, Dominion, if I remember right, and I think I do, Dominion is good. Okay. Um, that was the one that came out, like, the year after. Oh, they made it a year after? Yes. Uh, because it's, and, and also the, uh, Stellan Skarsgård plays Father Marin in both movies. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. The same guy plays the same role in the same movie that tells two different... You want to talk about a messed up cinematic universe? <laughs> like, right. Look, okay, so one of there's some there's a parallel you know. <laughs> Oh, man. They did milk that one out for as long as they could. Yeah, they did. How many Exorcist movies are there? I think there's just those. There's not, like, Exorcist the final exorcism or something. No, they stopped after Dominion. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, I never saw Dominion. I saw the other one in the theaters. The beginning or whatever. Yeah. They did. But yeah, uh, like I said, it was, it was one of those things where it's like, I only remember brief moments of it. And that was it because I saw it so long ago. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. I enjoyed the first one and the third one. I didn't think the third one is as bad as I guess everyone else did. Um, no, and and Dominion is Dominion is better than uh, the the other prequel, but yeah, it's God, it's it's bad, it's so bad. Yeah, I'll check it out. Um, oh, <laughs> Samuel Jackson was in the third one too. That was a surprise. Okay, sure, why not? <laughs> yeah, wasn't expecting that. Um. Yeah. Okay, we're sorry. Got completely off track. Right. Well, no, <laughs> not entirely. Yeah, not entirely. Um, yeah. The devil made me do it. So yeah, so I'll definitely it, check it that comes out. out it comes out uh, September 11th next year. So that's a weird, that's a weird day to put that movie out. A little bit there. Yeah. But you know, I guess they figure 19 years is long enough. We can talk about evil demonic possession. You know. <laughs> Yeah. Um, no, I've dug the Conjuring movies. Uh, I watched the, the 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 one you told me, the Annabelle, the Return or the Homecoming or whatever. Yeah, I can't because uh, Annabelle was bad, but the second, the second the third. one, yeah, the third one is one I watched. Okay, which was the most recent one, and it was not the terrible. Right, it was not bad. I was a little disappointed that the. Um, uh, the was it Lorraine and Ed were not in it as much. Well, it was really like their characters. Yeah, but it wasn't supposed to be like they. I, I, I know. I guess I didn't know that going into it. I thought, okay, I like those characters. Here's the movie with like this is them, the homecoming. Yeah, and they're like, peace out, <laughs> see you in the beginning. The beginning of the movie, they're like, uh, see you later. Yeah, 
And I was like, oh, okay. Are they coming back? Like, where are those characters at? And the whole movie, it's spoiler alert. They're just, they're not there. So, yeah. Uh, comes home. Annabelle comes home. That's what it was called. Yeah. Yeah. So, I kept getting I'm that mixed to up. The third one. Yeah. I kept getting that mixed up with creation because Annabelle creation was also, Annabelle creation did that thing that like Ouija also did. Like mm -hmm. the, the Ouija movie was terrible, but Ouija, what was it? Origin of evil or whatever. The prequel to it was actually not. Oh, it, I never what, saw any of those. It, the The Ouija movie was bad, but but Origin of Evil is not like it's not great, but it's not terrible. Uh, and Annabelle Creation is the same thing. It's like the first Annabelle movie was bad, but the prequel that they made for it, Annabelle Creation, is actually creepy, and not uh, not all that bad. Uh, I put this in my notes. And then you have the Nun, which was bad, and the Curse of La Llorona, which was also bad. Yeah, I thought the nun was bad too. I saw that one. It's the nun had such like promise, mm -hmm. but it just it just didn't deliver. Well, that's the thing. I, it's weird. I like the Conjuring movies. They try to do these spinoffs, and it's so obvious in the movie when they're like, "We're gonna set up this creepy character yeah. to have its own spin." I don't like that. I like I, the first Conjuring was just fantastic. Uh, but they did it in that too with Annabelle, and the second one, it seemed like they were setting up multiple ones because even like well, there was like the Thin Man or something like that. Well, they were they were working on one for him. Yeah, but they, that's what I mean. I guess yeah. it's like it's, you can tell whether like that and the Nun are going to have their own thing. I wonder what the Devil Made Me Do it's going to have. It's I I don't know, man. I but anyway, I love the Conjuring. Is uh, James Wan back for it? I don't. No, offhand. Um, okay. totally I can. Should be on it. You can look that up while. Yeah, I'll do that real quick. Yeah, but I, yeah, I gotta check out but... the, the Ouija board, which I always forget how to spell because I'm like Ouija, and it tries to give me the Luigi Mansion Three, which is a different kind of scary. Uh, directed by uh, Michael Chaves. Okay. Who did the Curse of La Llorona? So this movie's gonna suck. All right. <laughs> Produced by James Wan. I wonder why they couldn't. I mean, James Wan obviously is like sought after now, but oh. that's like his baby. I'm shocked that he's not doing it. I, he is producing it. I guess he's just busy with other stuff at the time. The uh, screenwriter is interesting, though. David, uh, David Leslie Johnson McGoldrick. His credits include The Conjuring 2 and Aquaman. OK, yeah. So he's he's obviously James Wan's. Uh... Yeah creative you know partner i guess in a lot of his work so uh that's a good sign yeah um you know who i thought does everyone talks about how they want to see like kojima jump from you know games to movies or tvs or whatever i think he would be way better off if he if he did do a movie or a television if it was horror oh absolutely oh yeah his pt stuff was super creepy super weird but it just it to me it was like that. That's the kind of that's the kind of Kojima I would like to see. Yeah. If if someone gave him, you know, uh, it obviously have to be a small budget. But I think, man, you just take something off like that PT idea, it would be insane. Yeah. Right. And you all you do is to make it to turn it to the next level. You talk to Netflix and figure out a way to make it just a little interactive, just a tiny bit and where the audience is thrown off. Yeah. We're like, I heard if you hit the volume button during this time period, something happens and then you do that. And that's how you throw some creepy shit into a movie. He was talking about 
sorry, I don't want to get too sidetracked. I'll, I'll drop it as soon as I finish saying this, but he wanted it in the original, uh, I don't know if it was PT. I think it was PT that he wanted an email system where it emailed you. And I'm sorry, not e- not PT, uh, the, the new game. What's it called? Uh, Death Stranding. Death Stranding, yeah. Where he wanted it to where, like, you when you signed up for the game, you gave it permission to send you emails. See, that would have been kind of neat, yeah. And, like, and like people in the world in the game would email you throughout the year. And, like, that's how you – that's that's how you go – because he did a lot of things like that with his older games with, like, Metal Gear Solid with, like, the save file and stuff like that. It, it kind of takes me all the way back to that old X-Men game where it was, like, you had to hit restart during the Danger Room level because the game was telling you to hit restart on your Sega. There was no way to continue. Yeah. So, like, that kind of stuff, that would be neat if a director did a scary movie where it was, like, you had to hit something on your controller. And it's like, wait, what? <laughs> This is now going to like a fourth dimension. I don't know. Anyway, sorry. Sorry to get sidetracked. Now, but... stuff like that would be neat. Like, I would, it would and, be cool. and, you know, given, you know, with Bandersnatch and everything, like Netflix, yeah. Netflix can do it. Totally. And you don't even tell people about it. You just have Kojima hint that there's some secrets in the, in the, in the, in the movie or show. And it's interactive. Yeah. And you got to figure it out. And people would crack it. And people, oh yeah, it, people will find it. Just give them the hint of like, you know, yeah. hey, do you notice like one of those objects almost looks highlighted? Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. Or and, yeah, exactly. Or like, you notice anytime the lights get like super bright in a scene, if you hit the volume up button, you hear something in the back, like some something stupid. Yeah. Something crazy. And then something pops up on the screen because you did. I, it would just be a cool little. That's how you do something like that. And you get people watching it. And how many people who would have Netflix, that word of mouth would be like, I just got to check this out. I got to see if this is if this is true. So yeah. I don't know. Anyway, where were we? <laughs> uh, talking about the country. Conjuring, yeah. So anyway, looks good. We'll, we'll go see that, definitely. Um, Mandalorian? Yeah, I thought it was was really cool that... Uh, hang on here, I've got it here. That uh, uh, Trokotsor, who who plays a, a, a role in this episode, I don't want to spoil it, because it is a bit of a spoiler, um, but that... Because there's a, a point where his character and Mando communicate in some form of sign language well yeah we'll say this he plays a race of species that we've seen in star wars before but we've never seen him talk exactly and so this was such a cool surprise it was like this was a great moment of like oh okay this is how this is how there's this communication i get that yes and then to see like oh and it was the that character was played by a deaf actor i thought well that's really that's just really neat like that's really cool i like that I ate at that whole scene. Like I said, this was this this episode was you know how like Luke when he tells R two D two when he pops out the 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 message from Leia and he's like that's a cheap shot. Yeah, that was this whole episode for me because I'm like, sure, man, yeah. I know that <laughs> <laughs> we didn't get too much story progression here, but you're just hitting me with all these cheap shots that you know I'm gonna just drool over. Yeah, but yes, that was one of them. <laughs> Yeah. So anyway, sorry. <laughs> but, but no, I thought that was really neat. Like that was that was very cool to do. Yes. Cool. Uh, 
cool. Yeah, absolutely. Right. When I saw that, I was like, oh, that's that's fucking cool. Like, you, it's one of those things where you, you, they didn't have to do that because um, a lot of shows I don't think do and they embarrass themselves. Um, but this th- – that's how you do that. Yeah. Do I, that. That's I, how you do it. Yeah, I love that they made – because they really could have just stuck anybody here and had them, you know, shown the hand motions and that would have been it and – and and it wouldn't have meant anything, but this adds a layer to it. Oh and, yeah, and, and as much that. as like to a lot of people, it's a scene that you could easily cut. You, there's so many people now who representation. When we talk about it, matters. It really does, even to the smallest thing uh, of a scene that lasts just a few, maybe a minute. Um, it matters because someone's gonna see that, and someone's gonna be like, "Holy shit!" Yeah. That, that's something I can cosplay now. That's something I can be involved with now. Like th- that, that part, they just opened it up to a whole group of people where that's not been represented in this world at all. Yeah. No, that whole, and it's the Star Wars universe, you know? Yeah. And that whole community now has something that they can yeah. look at and they can, they can, can point to and say, Hey, this is, you know, we, yeah. we're, we're included. Like this, that's yep. just awesome. Like there's it no really downside is. here. Like it's, it's, right. it's all a win to everybody. So smart, so smart. I, I love that scene. Um, it was one of the standout ones for me, for sure. Yeah. And we'll talk about it when we talk about spoilers, because some other funny things in that scene, I was just like, that's perfect. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, uh, oh, the, now, I want you to do this, because I butcher the names, but there's some Wheel of Time announcements. Oh, I was going to have you do it, because I, I, like, I don't know what's going on here. But I'll, I'll explain them, but I just don't want to butcher the names as well. Okay. So, uh, Alexander Willi- Willomay... Uh, has been cast as Tom Marilyn. Okay, so what Tom Marilyn is now, if you're not familiar with the Wheel of Time, it's way too much to explain at the <laughs> of the world and everything else. But essentially, in this world, um, a brief summary of the Wheel of Time. I'm gonna try to do this in like 20, 20 seconds. Sorry. Um, it's a world where there's magic. The male population has been cut off from it. Essentially, the female part of it. Is so kind of think of like Jedi's if all males were cut off from it and only females could have it. Okay. Um, in this world, there are some males that have it, but they have to get cut off from it very young, or else it could become a problem. Because the prophecy is is that is that uh, the the problem with it is that when the males have it for too long, they go fucking crazy and try to destroy the world. It it literally takes over them as like an evil thing. Because too much of it. And it's all because of a curse. Something that happened thousands and thousands of years ago. It, it was a curse where they were – they use this word tainted. The male part of it was tainted. So think of a magic system where the ma- if a male has it, it's tainted and it eventually turns them cr- crazy. Evil is not the right word, but literally just batch – they don't know what they're doing. Like they'll wake up and suddenly they've killed their whole family. That kind of thing. So in this world – for a long, the longest time, the males were kind of, you don't want to have magic. The females, fine. They, they go off and become, you know, magical or whatever. Uh, so that's kind of the summary of the magic system in this world. So Tom Marilyn is interesting because in the story, he is an older, he's an older person. He's kind of like Gandalf, but no magic. He is just uh, an older, wise character to the younger characters in the story. Uh, he definitely looks over them. Uh, he's like essentially the traveling actor. And so he teaches them essentially how to survive and like, 
hey, if we're gonna we're gonna make money, but he looks after them. That's all I'll say is that he is an uh, he's an older character and he looks after them kind of like Gandalf does, but Gandalf's just a wizard. He's not. So that's Tom Tom Marilyn's role. Okay. And the actor looks perfect for him. So, yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, Johan Myers playing Paden Fane or Padden Fane. Now he. Trying to remember now. Sorry, <laughs> it's been a while. I I I've I've gone for uh, he is uh, a dark friend. He's a bad guy. Okay. Um, and a dark friend in this universe is uh, basically meaning that you uh, like Harry Potter. He had disciples, right? The 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 he who would not be named. What's his name? Sorry. Voldemort. Uh, who's the bad guy in Harry Potter? Voldemort. Voldemort. He had followers. That's what dark friends are. They are followers of this evil dude. Uh, Padawan Fane is one of them. So, okay. uh, and a, a dark friend can look like anybody. They can, and that's the idea is that in this world, there's a group of people who are after them. Uh, they kind of look like the KKK, but because they, they wear nothing but white robes, they're after these uh, these people, and uh, they're kind of like I guess. <sighs> Kind of like how the church went after people back in the day. They called them witches and stuff like that. Any anything that anything that threw someone off. If someone was too smart, if someone was, uh, you know, they were left-handed, they'd be like, "Oh my God, that's a dark friend in this universe." That's how they are. They're like that, you know. So a dark friend. A lot of people, unfortunately, are killed because they are assumed dark friends. But there are actually characters in the, in the in the story that are these dark friends. So he's one of them. Uh, but yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, we have uh, Hamid. Hang on. This is going to take me a second. Yeah. Hamid Animashan as Loyal. Loyal? He, he's cool. He's a. Uh, um, he loves the main character. He, uh, he's. he's uh, now, again, I've only read the first book mostly. Um, he is, he's not human species. He's a little bit different, uh, more like a beast. Um, like he's got like a snout, I think. Uh, but anyway, um, he's a, he's a good dude. He's a good guy. Uh, he follows the main character around when he hears about his story. Uh, he's very old. Uh, I think he's like, he's young for his race, but he's like 90 years old. Okay. Um, and uh yeah that's really all i'll say but he's a really cool character he uh he, he's not human which kind of makes him unique for it uh he's very loyal to the main character he's it's kind of like in a story or any kind of fantasy story when you come across this thing and he's like hey dude i'm following you and you have my axe because i trust in you that's kind of what this guy is gotcha. he's like he's like i see that you are you're the dude i need to be following right now uh so yeah he's cool fair enough fair enough uh, yep. And then we also have Alvaro Morte, who plays uh, Loghain. Yes, so he's what's called a false dragon. So, of false dragon in this universe, uh, he's a really cool character. Is is Remember I was telling you that the male part of the magic system, the, the Sniadide, and the, I, I won't get all into that, but the male part of it, um, if you get these abilities, if you suddenly you, you, you can shoot lightning from your fingers and suddenly you have magic... It's very dangerous because the female, the Saiyadeen, Saiyadide, they'll come after you, and I think it's called like calling them essentially, uh, where they they essentially ha take the power away. Okay. But it also leaves you like 
like it's almost like what, what was it? it was like shock therapy that people used to do where it's like it fucks you up like is it worth like like it's not a death sentence or maybe it is but it's, it's essentially a death sentence you're thinking almost more like a lobotomy maybe lobotomy that's what i'm thinking so it's a yes. mad it's a magic lobotomy in a sense yes yes okay, yes fair enough. so so um and i i forget what anyway i forget i forget what happens but uh every once in a while in this world and the, the other thing is the, the other part of the story is the 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 um the myth is that uh or the prophecy is that the the real dragon will come and uh it will be a male and i i forget if the real dragon actually is supposed to save the world or destroy it i know that's a big part <laughs> it's a big difference but everyone's afraid that, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, if 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 they are the the the, the dragon re- hold on, let me look it up real fast. The, the the dragon reborn, I believe, is supposed to save the world. Okay. But the problem is, is is how do you know what's the real dragon and what's the the false dragon? You don't want to cut the powers off if it's the real dragon, right? Right. Because if you do that, it, then you then you don't save the world. So this Loghain person, uh, he claimed that he was the dragon, and he was marked as a false dragon. Uh, and so, like, through the first book, like, he's in a cage, and he's taken through a town, and they're, like, prancing him around as if they're like, hey, we got him, and we're taking him to the place to get him cold, essentially. Uh, and then stuff happens, and it's cool. The, dude, the, the Wheel of Time, it's it's rough to get in at the beginning. It's very much like Lord of the Rings. It's kind of a slog. But once it starts going and you start understanding the world and you start the characters, uh, it gets so much better because I haven't even touched the main characters. All of these characters that you named are very much side characters. And from what I understand, like by the end of the thing, there's a bazillion of them. Yeah. The three main characters they've already announced for the show, so we haven't even got into them. Which, I'm sorry, three or f- four or five main characters, which were all announced at the beginning, um, are way more interesting than the ones I just named. So if any of these characters, if you're listening, you think they sound fascinating, they're not even the main characters. The main ones have all very f- – the three boys have all three very different arcs and different – from what I've read so far, because I'm only – I'm only in the second book. They're very different in their story and who they are and what they are, what they could be. Um, and then you have the uh, the other character, uh, the who she's off now with the with with the women and and, and the magic and what and what that has. It's, everyone's kind of on their own journey, and it's it's so much fun to read. Fair enough. It really is good. I could not recommend the Wheel of Time more. Um, and I've read only just an, a drop of it, and it's so awesome. This is going to be such a good show. I, this literally is my most anticipated show coming up, uh, and I'm so happy that that they've announced all these people. Um, funny enough, Brandon Sanderson was on the set and took a picture, and it's from the pilot, and like someone took the metadata from the, I'm sorry. Yeah, the metadata from the photo, and it wasn't from the pilot. It was actually like the third episode, uh, of like, and it's an it's the name of a scene that happens in the book, 
uh, about a, a fairy and stuff like that. Uh, not like a fairy like with wings, but like a fairy like like Lord of the Rings. Like they literally get onto a fairy. Okay. Uh, but um, but yeah, and it's it's when you see this when you see the picture, you're like, yep, I know exactly that spot because in my head, that's exactly how I pictured those woods would look. Uh, so I, dude, I could not be more happy about this show. Nice. Yeah. And all the little different things, like I said, it, it gets really fucked up when you start thinking about the world and like uh, how a lot of the world is like, are you a dark friend? We're going to kill you. Oh wait, do you have this magic? We're going to kill you. It's like no one's safe because everyone is scared shitless. And if you're just not normal, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, which you know, it, so I don't know. It, it says a lot about the real world too. So it's 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 good, man. It's really good. I'm enjoying it. It just takes a second to get into it. That's all. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Whew. All right, I'll take a breath. Keep going. <laughs> uh, Lock and Key. The uh, they because that series was originally going to be on Hulu, and then it finally found a home on Netflix, and it uh, it's been announced it's coming out February seventh. So that'll be interesting. Like that was a series that like I just I could never like I started to read and then like I just wasn't really all that interested. Yeah, that's Joe Hill's book, right? Yeah. I'm just yeah. I'm not a Lovecraft kind of guy. And I got just massive kind of like Lovecraftian vibes from this. And if that's your thing, cool. Like go for it. It just yeah. it just isn't really mine. Mhm. I want to check it out. I never read it. I mean, we talked about it before that it's like what Stephen King's son, and uh, it, it, it um, I, I do kind of like the Lovecraftian stuff. Yeah. That's, but yeah, I've never read it, never done anything like that. Um, I'm glad it's coming. Um, did they show a trailer? No, there was just a poster. And we're so close to The Witcher, right? Yeah, it's what in a week or that's it's not even two weeks. I don't think. Do you think Witcher is going to now? Because I think I'm not Witcher, but Netflix. I know Netflix. A lot of those shows are coming out weekly. Do you think The Witcher would do something like that? Do you think they'll announce maybe in the next year or so that hey, we're going to do the Disney route because that's going to keep you guys keeping keeping you signed up? Maybe I I don't know. I feel would you though, be... I see. I feel like Netflix has has established itself though as as binge watching like i feel like that's but haven't they shifted though isn't there some netflix shows that's weekly now there've always been a couple but they've never done all that well really well let me say this would you would, would it would you be against it i i don't think so but i think I, i'd actually prefer if we got witcher and it was weekly i think about the mandalorian if we ingested this all six weeks ago i mean that's fair but there's also a plan behind it too like that's I mean, true I, and and that's the thing i feel like like netflix has long established its identity for binge watching like know, none of the big I, things like i mean stranger things drop all at once like, i think it would be smart if they did shift the model because it, i think disney was smart to go no our things are going to be weekly we're going to we're going to make sure you subscribe for a long time. And I, I, if I was in Netflix shoes, I would definitely go, hey, look, we need behind the scenes. You got to think they want to keep keep people monthly. I don't know. I think I would. I think I would prefer Witcher if it was weekly, because then you would get like what's going to happen next. 
is Amazon. The boys was all dropped at once, right? Or yeah, or was it? No, it was all dropped at once. Yeah, Amazon stuff streams. Am- Amazon stuff has always been uh, all at once. I think. I guess the the Mandalorian just has me really rethinking how I prefer to digest this this entertainment. I you know, and that's that's all well and good and whatnot, but I I just I feel yeah. like if if you've already est- I think it worked for Disney Plus because it wasn't established yet. I think yeah. I think if Netflix or Amazon was going to shift precedent, I just Now would I, be the time. Now would be I think the time to go if they both did it at the same time, if they're like, hey no, that's really working for Disney we're gonna we're gonna shift to that so that we can we can keep you Witcher for eight episodes for two months, or maybe that's their thought process. Is what's the difference between keeping someone one extra month? But but the other thing though is that you know does does Netflix and this is a question I genuinely don't know the answer to. Does Netflix offer a year subscription plan or is it just monthly? I'm pretty sure they. I'm sure you can pay for it yearly, but I don't think the price changes. Okay. Because that was another thing that Disney was able to get away with it because everybody was was going in for a year because it was cheap. True. Uh, well, here's the thing: it's it's not none of the, it's all. We are in the wars. We're at the beginning of the wars now. So like, well, nothing's I've, set in stone. And and here's the thing: of of every company to fall, like Netflix is hurting. And That's I, what I'm saying. And I know I, I, that that not that long ago, I don't think it was it was six months ago, maybe. I was the one sitting here saying, nah, Netflix is fine. They're not going anywhere. Yeah. And and I'm, man, I'm wrong. I was very wrong. Like, they're getting their ass handed to them. Yeah, I, that's the thing. Exactly. And I think that they're big shows. I personally think I, I, I would prefer it if it was weekly. But I'm curious if they believe that they would lose people if – it, my thing is, is I think they release too many big hits at at one time. Like, there's they put the Irishman out and Marriage Story all in the same like month, pretty much. And it's they should have spread those two out a little bit because those are like maybe they just needed to get it out because they feel like those two can like win some awards. But like those are the two biggest movies you put out this year. One of them should have been in the summer. Yeah. Um. There's a few other ones I want to watch on there, like uh, The King, um, but I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's a few other things on there, like I've saw previews for, like the tall grass thingy. I'm trying to think of the other ones, but I don't know. Anyway, uh, do we know when this? Do we know when Real Time is going to hit Amazon? No, because they like still have to make it. They're still doing it, yeah. Oh man. Well, no, they are making it. Well, but I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like they're like still in production. And, 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 and it and makes whatnot. sense. These characters, by the way, haven't showed up yet. It totally makes sense if they only did like a few episodes, because they're not the main characters. They, well, actually, huh? Now it has me wondering. Could they have shot with these people before they announced them? Possibly, sure. There's a few of them that don't show up until later in the book, but there's a couple that are there, like the first few chapters. So, or maybe they're just shooting it out of order. I don't know. That's that's also highly yeah. possible. Because the theme of the fairy, you can totally do that with just the main actors. That whole thing. So I don't know. Anyway, uh, 
Oh, man, I just, I can't wait. It's literally going to be like sitting down. If they get the music right and they get the feel right, it's going to feel like as close as you can get to like a Lord of the Ring-esque show. Where you, because you get that vibes when you read it. You could totally tell where he got his inspiration from. Uh, and then, of course, we know Amazon is doing <laughs> Game of Thrones, or not Game of Thrones, but, uh, but uh, Lord of the Rings. Lord yeah. of the Rings, yeah. Oh yeah. Hey, I, I was I saw a poll earlier, and I wanted to ask you, what do you think was a bigger moment to you watching in the theater? The Captain America, uh, Avengers Assemble, or Strider saying, or Aragorn saying, uh, for Frodo? Oh, it's it's Avengers Assemble. I think it's for Frodo for me. I that's fair. Like I I, which is get... crazy. I Sorry, just, I didn't have, like, I mean, I enjoy Lord of the Rings, but I didn't have the connection to it that I did oh. the Marvel movies. Not on that level, anyway. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm, I, I am a Lord of the Rings fan, and I enjoy yeah. the hell out of it. But I was just so much more invested in the Marvel movies. I don't know why, but the four Frodo scene was just more emotional for me. The Captain America was too, that's what I'm saying, it's like, I think I've probably read way more. Obviously, I think obviously over time I've read way more Marvel than I read of just the Lord of the Rings. Uh, but I don't know why. But that I I, I don't know. I, I thought that was an interesting question because it's very much the same scene where it's like, "Here's our last stand." Yeah. You you say the thing to to get everyone all riled up, but man, those are good moments, good movies. No, that's Sorry, true. Anyway, where were we? <laughs> Uh, I get so sidetracked. Yeah. No, we had a uh, state of play this week. Okay. Uh, Sony announced some stuff. Uh, Untitled Goose Game, December 17th on PS4. Okay. Uh, Spellbreak gets a closed beta next spring. Don't okay. I, I didn't really get what it was, but okay, cool. It looks pretty. Uh, mm -hmm. Dreams, which has been in like alpha slash closed beta for I don't even know how long now. Uh, is finally coming out on Valentine's Day. It's yeah. Actually getting its official, like, this is going to be a thing now. Cool. Um, I hope game... that's one of those where you, if you purchase it on PlayStation 3, you also get a place that played on PlayStation 4 as, like, a, the, here's the enhanced version. You, you want to go from 4 to 5 there, man. Sorry, 4 to 5. Whoops. <laughs> if you Going want Dreams on PlayStation 3, what the hell kind of, like, oh, how you did go. you do that? Make that Dreams game. Yeah, right? He's... <laughs> Uh, super liminal. They were like, "Hey, this is a thing, doesn't it look cool?" And that was literally it. Yeah, it's like it's coming at some point. Mm -hmm. um, Paper Beast, which is a PSVR game, is coming out uh, next. Is coming out their first quarter, twenty twenty. Okay. Uh, they confirmed and dropped the trailer for the Kingdom Hearts uh, Remind DLC. Uh, okay. Coming out January twenty third. It's a game I still have not played. I own it. L I bought it night one. Haven't touched it. I feel life of me. I couldn't get into the Kingdom Hearts series. Uh, I think oh, I've just man. accepted it. That's that's fair. That's yeah. fair enough. Um, they showed... I have it too, and I got it. I got up to a certain point. And I'm just like, oh man, I just I love the Disney characters, but I just it didn't didn't grip me. Yeah. Uh, they showed off some more stuff about uh, Predator Hunting Grounds. You know what I was thinking? They need to make a game like that, but Home Alone. Okay. The what what's what are they called? Asymmetrical multiplayer. Asymmetrical, an asymmetrical switch game where you play as what was his name, Calvin? Uh, 
Kevin. 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 You play as Kevin, and you got to stop the wet bandits from coming in your house. You prep everything up. You set up all the traps, and then the other players play the the bandits. It's not a bad idea, really. I think it'd be a fun little game where you got to set up everything up, and then these bandits try to come in your house, and you stop them, or you just you make up an excuse where it's. It's you and a few other people, like a few other kids, like you and your your siblings, and you got to stop these intruders from coming in. And it's Looney, very much Looney Tunes cartoony. It's a less violent version of that. Man, you could sell that to a ton of kids. Yeah, I feel yeah. like that's yeah. I think I think a Disney Switch game, you know, would be great. Yes. Well, would it be Disney? Would it? Now? Yes. Oh yeah, it would be because Home Alone was Fox. Fox, yeah, that's right. Oh, that was another thing you learned in that thing is that it, uh, it was originally Warner Brothers, and then they got they they went over budget, it stopped the production. Yeah, said we're not doing it anymore, and there was a lot of uh, shenanigans behind the scenes where Fox knew that was going to happen, and the second they were like, one of the guys has said he had to pretend on the phone, like, oh no. Everything stopped, so we're not shooting anymore. Oh no! Hung up the phone immediately. Called Fox. They're like, "All right, just keep shooting." Yeah, <laughs> we got this. And they ended up buying this, buying the thing. But yeah, anyway, sorry. That's right. It is a Disney thing. So yeah, that would totally work. Yeah. Well, and I mean, you know, it was funny because I think it was Chris Columbus who was supposed to work on was it like Christmas Vacation? I think, and worked a couple yes. days with Chevy Chase and was just like, "I can't work with this asshole." Yes. what else can i do and they gave him home alone oh yeah in that sh- in that show thing he calls him an asshole he goes chevy chase was how do i put this an asshole uh yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh yeah it, they they do not hold any punches in that that's that's fair yeah and they, they, you know it's, it's funny because they were talking about joe pesci and they were like the biggest problem with joe pesci is he wanted to cuss in every scene yeah, and so he ended up he ended up pulling the director inside. He's like, I'm just gonna start making things up. And he's like, That's a good idea. So that's why in the movie's like, freaking freak shoot, freaking shoot, down. Like he starts making up words as yeah. he's frustrated. That's how they got away with that. <laughs> he's like, Man, Marty, his scripts make sense to me, but yeah. this doesn't. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's very fair. Oh, and they, yeah, they go all into what's his name? The, the other guy, not not uh, Joe Pesci, but who plays with them is like David. I ca- I cannot remember Marv's name. Uh, Daniel Stern. Yeah. Daniel Stern. Daniel Stern. Yeah. He turned the role down. They hired someone else. The other guy was on this. It was kind of like a Back to the Future thing, where like they did three days of shooting, and they're like, "This isn't working." Yeah. And so they ended up calling him, and he finally was like, he turned it down for some like snobby reason. He even says it in the in the interview. He's like. You know, at the time, I was being an asshole, and I was like, "These are my standards, and you need to pay me this amount, and or I'm gonna walk." And so they didn't shoot with him. They got this other guy. The other guy sucked. They finally went back to him, and he and he was like, "Okay, I'll do it." And he's like, "I'm glad I did that." Yeah. Because <laughs> that you know made his that was the biggest movie he ever did. So anyway, sorry. <laughs> Enough Home Alone. <laughs> no, but yeah, but no. And the music too. They go to John Williams. Sorry, sorry. We'll continue. <laughs> It's so good. Uh, hey, does the Home Alone music ever remind you of like Harry Potter? A little bit, yeah. Yeah, when I hear it, I'm like, any any time. I said to a few friends, and they're like, I don't hear it. Oh, I'm no. like, you don't listen like, to I, just I, listen to the the opening. Yes, I'm like, and I I get it because I think John Williams is like, this is a kid, and with Harry Potter, these are kids going into a school. Like, it makes sense. It's a little whimsical. And and you know, and you know what else Harry Potter had? What Chris Columbus? You're right. You're absolutely right. See, that's I didn't even think about that. Yeah, yeah. So, 
it makes sense. I mean, it's, it's I don't know. Yeah. John Williams is the GOAT. I don't think there'll ever be anyone that can get on his level. Hans Zimmer fans may disagree with you. I, he's good, but you look look at John Williams' portfolio. I, I mean, I'm not going to argue with you. <laughs> There's, I, I mean, look at that portfolio. That is insane. It's crazy. Um, but anyway, see, I wanted, I want to see the, I want to see the movies that make up with Star Wars though, because I guarantee that would be a big part of it. Yeah. But anyway, sorry. Back to back to where we were. King March three Predators Hunting Grounds just looks fun. Yeah, uh, and it comes out uh, April twenty fourth. Oh, that's soon. Oh no, it's not soon. It's, just kidding. It's, it's, it's soonish, <laughs> I guess. Soonish. Yeah. Um, they talked a little about Babylon's Fall, which was announced. I don't even know how many like years ago, but because okay. uh, it was like it was out at E3 like two or three E3s ago now. Like it's been a it's been a minute. Okay. Um, but they were like, hey, yeah, here's like what this game's gonna look like. And they're like, great. When's it gonna come out? Eventually. <laughs> okay. Uh, they, they, cool. There just wasn't much else for it other than that. But uh, yeah, you know. Uh, and then we got to the. Uh, the uh, main event stuff, which was they f- uh, they officially showed the uh, Resident Evil 3 remake. Uh, okay. And it's, you know, it's a remake of Resident Evil 3. I'm all for it. It's going to be cool. good. I never played it, but... Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's good. It's good. It's very... I mean, you know, it's... You can't go back to it now because it's top... It's it's that, you know, really janky well, kind of... I don't have to. We can go right. We, I can literally just play this, and yeah. it's all new to me. Because I did play Resident Evil 2. From what I understand, from what I heard, correct me if I'm wrong, they were going to put 2 and 3 out as a bundle, and they they just put 2 out. That's why the third one is coming literally a year later. They're also bundling Resident Evil third, 3 with... A, with an extra thing, right? The the multiplayer thing. They yeah, the uh, Project Resistance. Yeah, it's not gotcha. going to be. It's it is its own thing, but it's bundled with three. And that's perfect because this is kind of like a Call of Duty, where it's like you get the single player campaign, and you also have this also multiplayer thing that n- you did you know no one was expecting to come with it. Right. And now it is. It's yeah. like oh, here's this extra thing we're just going to give you, and you know. It, you could totally sell it for sixty dollars if you wanted to, because that's a that's a full package. Yeah, um, I think that's great. Uh, I, I again, I, I played a little bit of the second one, the remake of the second. Oh, so um, good, so 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 good. It's a lot of people's game of the year. Uh, so I, I told that it makes sense. And it's and it's fair. Re- Resident Evil Two. I don't care what anybody says about four. Resident Evil Two was the best Resident Evil game, and the way they remade it, they didn't just. I I like what they changed as well. I like how things were different. I like that, you know, you're partway through it and why is Mr. X here? He doesn't show up until the B-side. What is this? And that's when you know you're in something different. When they change something that fundamental. Where it was Mm -hmm. like, yeah, everybody's like B-scenario was supposed to be like the more difficult and the more challenging one. And that's why, you know, that's why that tyrant got dropped in there. Mm -hmm. But to see him just show up and, and in the same place, that he shows up in in two in the the first go around, but at a completely kind of different time and in the A mm. scenario when you're just like I the what okay run, <laughs> I was right. not like no I'm not ready for this he's not supposed to be here right now like for mm-hmm. non for people who hadn't played two 
mm-hmm. and completely weren't expecting it, it was a fantastic surprise. Right. I can imagine, because you're looking at this going, what is that thing? Mm-hmm. And so I'm sure people pumped all kinds of ammo into it, and nothing happened. Because right. he doesn't die. But for people like me who grew up, like, I mean, I I could play... I could play the the old Resident Evil 2 blindfolded at one point. Well, here, here's the thing. I remember we beat the first game from beginning to end. The second where it got, it got a little blurry for me because I think, like, either my brothers or my friends beat the game. But I clearly remembered it. Like, I remembered the police station. I remembered all this stuff. Yeah. But And I remembered, like, some weird stuff towards the end. But it was the, the, the Mr. X I didn't really remember too much. Um, yeah. But it was, I mean, I, God, I hadn't played that in years. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm excited. And I, I don't even know what's in the third one. I have no idea. I saw it has the Nemesis thing, and I know that character. Like, I've seen it before, but yeah. I have no idea what that means. Oh, I, you, you're in for a treat, man. You're in yeah. for a treat. Three is, three is great. Three was an odd one because it takes place before and after two. Okay. Yeah, there, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's because it, it's a uh, Jill or something, right? Yeah, and it's yeah. she's there before the events of two, and then there's like it covers enough time to where it takes place after two as well. Okay. And it's it's all in the city, if I remember right. There's not really any kind of dilly dallying with like, oh, and there's a secret underground lab or something. They get to elements of that towards the end because they always do, but mm-hmm. it's not. I don't remember it anyway, I'll say that, being as much about that as it is the city itself. Okay. It's but I'm 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 excited. Like I'm really looking forward to this cuz 3 was fantastic. Okay. But to see an updated like if they do the 3 remake like they did 2, it's it they may they may win game of the year again. Like yeah. it's I don't know. Cool. I'm hyped. I'm very hyped. Did you see who IGN gave game? Game of the year two? Uh, who was it? Control. I couldn't tell you. Oh, it's uh, w- Control. Oh, you, you don't remember? It's the one game I've wanted to play all year, but I haven't gotten yet, and I don't know why. Uh, it's probably like four. I think it's like forty dollars. It, it was on sale a couple weeks ago for like thirty. Um, it's the game where you play like an FBI agent. And you go into a. Uh, it's very uh, Twin Peaks. But it's like it gets like it gets nuts. Apparently, you go into the building. I don't know much about it, and from what I understand, it's kind of best you go in blind. Okay, fair enough. Because it's a mind fuck. Apparently, I can I can respect that. I'm good with that. Yeah, and on the outside, apparently, it looks like a B level game where it's like you're an FBI agent, blah 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 blah. But uh, it goes places that you're just you're not expecting. So uh, yeah, check it out. It's game of the year for IGN. It's Everyone that I've heard play from it, surprisingly, I haven't been spoiled or anything, but they're just like, you just go in it and just play it. And I don't know. Apparently, it's fun. Third person shooter kind of thing, but apparently, it's just weird. So, uh, check it out. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. And I think, uh, yeah. Uh, it showed the nominations, and, and, you know, Resident Evil was right there. Yeah. I think that was a lot of people's game of the year for the longest time. Uh, but yeah, I don't even know what my favorite would be. Probably Fire Emblem. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think like I didn't play a whole lot of what came out this year, so I don't think I'm like I'm not a good judge of that anymore. 
Did you play Jedi Order? I played a little bit. I got it from Redbox while they were still renting video games. Uh, yeah, that's sad. Dude, screw Redbox. I can't wait till I go out of business now. Like I feel no, like this I is a. Liked them. I feel like this is a personal attack. Just because I never <laughs> use them for movies, so I like I. Oh. I had just an absolute knee jerk reaction of this. It's like, yeah, well, you know, tip the kiosks. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's GameFly now. That's yeah. The fact that GameFly is still a thing is impressive. Yeah, there's at least still something yeah. there. We are getting dangerously close to no rentals. Yeah, and I don't and, like that. But and the less physical. Yeah, but I mean that's the trade-off of like the popularity of Game Pass. That's yeah, that's where that comes from, you know. Yeah, that's true. But and and like I've always like not always. I'm sorry. For the last generation, I've all been all digital for PlayStation, and 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 the Switch. But like, there's still a part of me that I want people to still buy them physically because I I want that option still there. Yeah. Uh, and I feel I feel terrible for people who don't have a good internet connection. They're in a smaller city, so there might be less game stops, less targets where they want to go pick up. I, from what I understand, there's a shortages for Kojima's game, which is insane. Like when I go on some Facebook posts and I see people literally have been like, yeah, I've been in like the last three game stops and I couldn't get it. It didn't How? ship here as how many as they there... thought it would. And that's crazy to me. Yeah. How are there shortages for Death Stranding? Like, I mean, it can't. I... Okay. To, to me, it's like, it's, it's not like the, I'm like, well, how does that happen? It's not like it's a comic book where they have to say, hey, uh, I, I guess it is in a store where it's like, hey, make sure you ship this many. We don't know how much we're going to sell. But it's not that. There was hype for this game. Like, there's there should absolutely have been enough copies I, made. Yeah, I, you know? I guess I'm saying is I've never in the last maybe 10 years thought I need to pre-order this because there's going to be no other way to get it. Yeah, I mean, there's... <laughs> there, I haven't. I couldn't think of one game where I thought I'm not going to be able to get a hold of that for a week. Yeah. Especially with the existence of digital. I think that's when they were like, okay, we can stop this facade of, of, of what do you call it, of... Uh, like uh, maybe they're going the the route of like like what's what's that brand supreme where it's like like we'll we'll do an artificial shortages yeah you know like with the Popeye's chicken sandwiches or something like there's no way it can be that like could they really have only made certain amount of discs for the first wave so I don't know I thought that was really strange uh but. I don't know, man. Like, I, I started. I don't know if you've paid attention to the news or anything about GameStop, but like, apparently they're going into the third stage now with with their stores, where they thought. I guess they thought it would be at least by February, but now it looks like most of their stores are going to be closing down. Well, because I know they're like rebranding a lot of them. No, like they're they're completely like if this. Like one of them. What was that YouTube? Ch There's a YouTube channel, Camelot something or another, that he got fired from GameStop, I think like a year or two ago. And so his YouTube channel is literally people from GameStop informing him of what's going on behind the scenes. And he talks about it in the videos. Not just that, but he also talks about other companies like Amazon and stuff like that. But GameStop is where every everyone's there for. Yeah. And unfortunately, he has been dead on about every single thing he said 
He called every single thing that happened. He knew that they were shutting down those 2000 stores before they even before anyone knew about it. He knew that they were going to or I guess that's what's happening now with the, the phase three. He knew that they were cutting half of corporate two weeks before they actually did it. And he had people from corporate mailing him saying, how did you know about this? Like, is this true that's happening? Should I be looking for another job? Huh. And lo and behold, two weeks later, it, it played out verbatim exactly how he said it would. And he knew about certain stores shutting down come February because the all of the GameStops are re – I should say <laughs> before I say any more. This is all from his channel, so I don't know any of this. I'm just getting the news from him, so I right. have no idea. Um uh, so don't, I can't take me a quarter or anything. This is just from what I found on his channel. He found out because all the stores were getting new computers because of the, the um, their new system. And only half the stores ordered them. They only had an order for half the stores. So it's it's right there on in black and white that most of the stores aren't going to survive the next phase. Huh. And that's what's happening right now. And then, like, he has all of these. He's like, he had like a hundred people right into him. Yep, just got pulled in the office. They're closing the store down. So, one point four million dollar store, uh, we're being shut down. And all and all these other, yeah, it's 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 Camelot something or another. Um, Camelot three three one. So, if you ever want to go to a deep dive of YouTube videos, go watch his. He's a little clickbaity. You know, he likes to hide the stuff to the end of the video, the the super important stuff. But um, if you can get through it, it's 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 fascinating hearing, and it's also really sad. Like he had, a, like he has some people on that talk about the behind the scenes with harassment and how the the district managers took advantage of them, and you know some of the some of the people were underage. Obviously, you, you have a store run by a lot of them teenagers. There could be some bad things that happened and some abuse of power and like those are the videos that are super sad. Yeah. But it the, what's even worse is that it's it's all swept under the rug. It's all the people still work there, and and he I, he's got so many informants. Like he has it's insane how much he knows ahead of time. And he's like, hey, you know, this is what's going to happen. This is what I'm told is going to happen. And every single time, it never fails. You you see the announcement on you know Yahoo Finance two weeks later, exactly how he said it was going to happen. <laughs> like I guess the even the um, um, GameStop corporate has like made videos that were like if you mention this guy, if you bring him up on your YouTube videos, you will be fired on the spot. <laughs> yeah, like they've made him like <laughs> public enemy number one. Anyway, go check it out. Sorry, I'm getting so sidetracked. Let's keep going. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. That's oh, a... sp speaking of Home Alone, this is some breaking news. Have... Um, Home Alone reboot taps Jojo Rabbit's Archie Yates. Oh, the kid. The kid, okay. yeah. Um, Eli Kemper and Rob Delaney. Interesting. Yeah, so the Home Alone Disney Plus reboot. Yeah. Yep. Dan uh, Metzer is on board to direct the film from a script by Mike Day and Streeter Siddell. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, yeah it's going to be a – because I think it's a series that they're going to do on Disney+. Plus. Oh, it says film, but okay. Oh, well, then I guess it'll be a film. Yeah. I, I think the talk originally was for a series, 
Okay. But I guess that's, you know, plans change. Yeah. But. Yeah, I'm curious how the, how this would work in 2019, but I, they can do anything. Smart house. Out. Yeah, that's true. That's true. There's, there's all kinds of madness. Yeah, <laughs> get an alarm. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right, just get, get ring. That's it. Right, yeah. Honestly, if you left your kid in 2019 and they were smart enough to take care of themselves, you could be like, you know what? We're going to be gone for the weekend. Stay inside. We'll order you some pizza. <laughs> we'll order you some Amazon. Whatever you need, stay inside. <laughs> I'm you, just kidding. Don't leave your kids at home. You've got, <laughs> my, you've got you know, microwave pizzas, TV dinners, and Netflix. Enjoy. And and if you had cameras in the house, you could sit there and be like, "Hey, I'm watching you. Don't yeah. go. Don't go do it." Like it is not as drastic as it was. Home Alone, Home Alone in 2019 only works if you're poor. <laughs> exactly. Like I'm sorry, if you're middle class, like those, like the, like that family was, then you're not like you have nothing to worry I don't about. No. No, I mean that that wasn't middle class, dude. Their house was <laughs> in Chicago. Man, they they had to have been rich. You you mis you mistake what people th like try to think of as middle class. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But man, yeah. Anyway, it, I thought that was interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's cool. That makes sense. Yeah. Kids a big star now. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. He was he was good. You didn't you didn't see Jojo Rabbit yet, did you? Mm -mm. Nope. Uh, nope. You should. It's very good. I want to see that. I want to see Honey Boy. Oh boy, yeah. Uh, but uh, wrap up video game news. Two K announced a brand new studio. It's called Cloud Chamber, and they're working on the next Bioshock. Yep. Um. Uh. I guess they got in trouble. Uh, I don't know. I I don't have the article in front of me, so I won't talk about it. But it's a shame what happened to the studio that was working on Bioshock that all got let go. Yeah. Uh, by 2K. So it's one of those like, hey, that's cool news. But fuck you for what you did before. Yeah, wow. Sweeping them under the rug. So, but yeah. Yeah, it's a new studio, brand new studio. I saw some people on Twitter that like were excited they got they started working there. So Bioshock's awesome. It's a great franchise. So that'll be cool. Seeing the news titles on the PlayStation Five and Xbox, whatever. <laughs> Project Scarlet. Car Project Scarlet. That's it. So yeah. what do you is, do you think? What do you think they're gonna call it? Like Xbox Red or something? I I would be okay with them just like not. I don't care. Just Xbox. Yeah, I'm fine with I, that. I mean, I've we've said that about PlayStation for years. It should just be called PlayStation. Yeah. But it confuses people. Like iPad now. It's totally confusing because people will buy an iPad and they'll think it's the new iPad, but it's really just the iPad from last year. Right. And it's like, well, they're all just called iPad now, except for the Pro and the whatever model. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. It, it makes sense with the number, but then it gets ridiculous when it's like iPad 46. So, I don't know. It'd be cool if they just did colors. <laughs> Xbox Red, Xbox Yellow, Xbox Orange. You just know what year it is. <laughs> I Fair. But yeah, I don't know. It'll get ridiculous, like with Pokemon or something. Like <laughs> iPad or uh, PlayStation Shield. <laughs> Let's get into some reviews. And we talked a little about movies. Is there anything in the movies you wanted to talk about that you've seen? Uh, in the shows. I think I pretty much covered everything, really. Okay. Let's talk about Mandalorian first, because there's way more Watchmen to. Yeah. 
to di- di- to to talk about. <laughs> um, so before last week, how far were you with Mandalorian? I was I was caught up. I was caught. Oh, up. Oh, okay. Yeah, gotcha. And so you were saying you didn't really like this one, and I totally understand. It's, your I why. well, let me explain. No, no, I enjoyed it. I I did okay. like this episode. I just understand people who would say, "Well, it's just filler. We didn't need it." Blah blah blah. They're right. they're absolutely right, but I just don't care. Like, yes. I, I I liked it. I enjoyed it. I loved, you know, when when it was like, oh, okay, so we're coming out of hyperspace, and th- now what are we doing, you know? And uh, it's like, oh, we're gonna land on this planet. Great. How many more freaking desert planets are we gonna have here? And as well, soon as as soon as they say, as soon as you hear Moss Eisley, I was just like, <gasps> oh, I knew as soon as they showed it. They, that's the same footage from episode four. That's just like the same planet, like the same. They use the same exact, yeah, like bright desert. Like if it doesn't look like the other deserts when you look at it from space, if that makes sense. It's it's fair. Ta- Tatooine is bright as shit. Uh, go. Well, I mean, go look at the other episodes when they show those other deserty planets. They're like a little bit like almost look muddy. Where this is like boom, but yes, when they mentioned the Moss Eisley Tower, I was fucking giddy. I was so excited. And that's that's the problem with this episode for me is I can't be it's hard to be critical with all of the stuff they threw at me for nostalgia stuff. And I, that sucks. I know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I imagine if you're not into Star Wars and you watch this, you'd be like, that was a, nothing happened. <laughs> but it was. Oh, man. Yeah. When they said Moss Eisley, I was like. And, and the thing is, is this episode is kind of what I think a lot of people were afraid the show was going to be. Right. Because it's like this episode is just fan service. It's just fan service, and it, it. I think the first episode did something so awesome towards, especially at the end, where it was like, "Here's this element no one was expecting, baby fucking Yoda." Yeah. Where this one was like, "Here's all these things you should remember." Doesn't move anything along. The the characters they all introduce are all gone by the end of the episode, so it's like what was the point of that and yeah. it's not like we learned anything new about the mandalorian it didn't move his story so yeah it was totally filler the best kind of filler this was the best kind of side dish you could get but there was no main course if that makes sense this yeah. was thanksgiving side dishes but we didn't get any of the main thing um and yeah yeah when you know you, you the moss isley it, it lands and then um What's her name? What's the actress? Um, it was I'm... Amy. What's her name? Uh, she was she had the Comedy Central show. I I couldn't tell you offhand, man. Oh my goodness, this is gonna bother me. Okay, so uh, hold on, let me look it up while you keep if, going. If only, if only we had some, you know, magic little information box that would tell us, like, the, oh, hey, here is this information. Problem. The problem with looking it up on um, on IMDb is literally every character is one episode. That's yeah, that's fair. So it's like fuck. <laughs> um, is it is it Amy? Uh, Amy Sedestris? Yes, the girl from Strangers with Candy. Okay, I never watched yeah. it. You never watched it? Do you know the actress I'm talking about? I yeah, I do now. Amy yeah. Sedestris. She has a very unique look. She yeah. was the main character on Strangers with Candy. So that was her. I didn't even recognize her. 
but anyway, uh, it had her there. It had the pet, the the pit droids. Yeah, and they were doing their whole Three Stooges act. Yes, but it, but it was very much like, oh, I remember that. I uh-huh. remember that. Which which was a which was a callback that I think a lot of people were kind of afraid of. They've been they've been calling back to the prequels a fair oh, bit dude. in this series. Dude, I am all about calling back to the prequels in the right ways. Yeah, I don't know if Midichlorians is a great callback, though. No, it, if it's done right, it's not. If to me, it's not that bad of a if thing. If that's where it's left, I'm fine with it. Uh, but, but what the pit droids were not the problem with the prequels. The problem with the prequels no, no, was the story, the, uh, the yeah. dialogue. No, that's, that's what, what I'm saying. Like, yeah, I just all, I, let me rephrase. I'm worried that we're going to see a Gungan at some point. <laughs> I wouldn't care if we saw a Gungan if it's done right. I I think a Gungan, I think it would be awesome if they ran into a Gungan, but it was a serious take and it was someone that like lost their mom or like they did something where like you felt for the character. Like I'm saying, all this, all the problems with the prequels have nothing to do with the world building or the world around it. it has everything to do with how they built that story. And, you know, let's base the, let's make this goofy, Gungan duck-looking thing. I think if it was du- like I said, I, I, where, where did we read that? Like, like Jar Jar Binks. It was alluded to that he was a clown on the street and he was poor uh, because he because it was he in, screwed uh, over his planet in the Senate. It was in one of the books, Aftermath or something, right? No, it was. Uh, what was it from a different from a certain point of view or something? From a certain point it? of view yeah. or something. Yeah, you could make anything sympathetic if it's done right with the right with the right director, the right writer. Uh, like I said, all of the Star Wars stuff, uh, it can touch on prequel stuff, and I, I honestly think that it has been so much time since the prequels, there are going to be people just as nostalgic about the prequels that we are about the originals, that when you, when, it's not, it's, I, I, I would hate it if they acted as if they didn't exist in the same universe. Um, so seeing the pit droids makes perfect sense. Yeah. I mean, I as long that. as it's not too much, I think they got a little bit too much in the episode, goofy, but it it kind of lines up with how they were. Yeah. Um, I like it. I like that it's a blend. It's a mix. It's like a soup or something. They because they're sitting there playing sabak, which they mentioned in the uh, original movies, and they actually see it in Solo. Yeah. And she's playing with pit droids. Her character was a little goofy, but I kind of liked it. I understood her character. Like, I get I get that. And, I mean, don't get me wrong. I get the pit droids, too. But, like, I, I get where she was coming from. I think she was over... Not, not overacting, but, like... What do you call it? In, in a way... But now I think about it, it's very much how the acting was in the original movies. And I like that the style that she had was very much Return of the Jedi. Yes. Yes, yeah, very it much was so. like, this is a world that's in the 80s for some reason. Well, and I mean, let's because that's when it's set. That's like, what this, I mean. It, yeah, I, like I thought that was a cool touch. Her hair being, you know, how curly it was and stuff like that. It totally reminded me of what Sindel from the from the Ewok movies. Yeah. But but it but it reminded me of the '80s, and I was totally on board for that because that's the style of those characters back then. The the kid that they introduced could have had an earring on one ear that was long, and he would have looked straight up like some 80s heartthrob or whatever, he, he right? He about did, like... 
did I mean, I'm trying to think did he because that's how he came across to me I saw a lot of people were just not happy with that but I was like that's what that's that's what they were going there for they were going for him being a douche yeah and him him not being confident and and him totally being you're not supposed to like him he's supposed to be some some dumb kid that that thinks he has all the answers but clearly underneath doesn't and he, you see him immediately go hey look here's the deal i i well actually we get a little bit ahead of ourselves so so he goes to the town you see all the stuff and then moss eisley cantina yeah and boy is it a sad looking place now it is yes and now here's the thing i like that they did it but at the same time i walked away thinking that scene felt way hollow, way more hollow than it did when we originally saw that. And doesn't thing. that isn't that the very message of something that's done just in the name of fan service? It's it hollow. Is. And I feel like that was intentional. I'm not like I'm not knocking it. I'm saying I feel like that was specific. It was I, totally intentional. And the, I, the reason and the reason why they did that is that to show that that in the in the book, um, from a certain point of view that guy ends up like changing his life about droids. It's very clear that that I think that's why they established that the bar is now run by droids. It's not going to have as many people as it would, because the whole idea behind that character, by the way, the the one who ran that bar is that he, his thing was being able to mix. And it sounds so fucking silly, but the, the canon to his story was he was just a great bartender. He knew what species enjoyed what type of mix because of their flavors, because of the flavors in the drink and their taste buds. And that specific species had very specific tastes and he was able to make them with perfection. He was the Gordon Ramsay of bartenders for alien species. So everyone on, on, on Tatooine would go to that bar because, and that's why you had so many different weird looking characters in there. That was one reason uh, is because he was just so good at that. So that was a fun little story. Yeah. It also had a very big, um, uh, uh, distaste for droids because of uh, they killed his family in uh, the Clone Wars. Yeah, but something happens in one of those books where he does change his mind. He does decide to change his life, and th- we see the result of that. He's no longer running that bar. Droids are running the bar, and if droids are running the bar, and there's no bounty hunters guild, then that cantina is going to be almost empty. Yeah, and so it makes sense. But at the same time, it still did feel hollow, and it didn't help the fact that the episode felt hollow, so it added to it. It was like, oh. I just – I wonder if this whole thing was a lesson in the perils of fan service. If it was an intentional – like, they meant for this to be like it was, because even to the point where – I mean, the the other bounty hunter whose name I can't remember, the kid, sits down – where Han sat, the same well, way he sat. I completely agree, but I think it all falls apart because at the end of the day, you walk away going, "We didn't gain anything from that," and it, and it, 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 it didn't feel hollow for a message. It just felt hollow. And does that make sense? It, like, it, it, if if it ended and there was something that, and I think we'll get to it, the thing at the end that we find out that we see i don't think hit with a lot of people that it was supposed to it wasn't that eureka moment of baby yoda yeah so i think a lot of people understandingly walk away from the episode going that was probably the weakest one 
Yeah. And, and if that's the message you were going for, what that you don't do that in eight episodes. And that's why I think it, I it makes sense why they did it, story wise. And they, honestly, they probably didn't have enough money to go. Let's come out with sixteen, not sixteen. You'd have to fill up the whole bar full of crazy, weird creatures, uh, identical. Or not maybe not identical, but like as creative as they did originally. This was a way where you were like, "Oh, hey, here's that R5 unit. Remember that R5 unit? He's rolling up to the bar." Yeah. You know, did you see that part? <laughs> did you catch that? Yeah. Yeah. See, let's those little bit. And apparently, that droid is the same one in um, Jabba's palace. What do you think? It's okay. the same model, but yeah, it might be. Yeah, but I I thought it was a cool scene, and yeah, the the cocky kid is sitting down. And that's a famous actor's son. I forget the actor's name, but he was in, he was in uh, the Irishman. Okay, I'd he's have an to Italian look. guy. Yeah, I don't know it offhand. I'd have to look. Oh, uh, he's the bad guy in the Boardwalk Empire. Okay, that doesn't help me any either. That was never. That was a show I never finished. Oh, really? Like, I only saw a couple episodes. It was good. I liked it. I just never went back to it. Yeah, Boardwalk Empire is good. Yeah. And now it's gonna take me a second. <laughs> his name um but uh anyway where were we but no i love the idea that like it's like here are the things that if we like if we tried if you tried to redo this it feels like a knockoff i i i want to hope that that was the message because everything is so intentional he deliberately sits down and props his leg up the same way in the same seat there's there's the the intentional like this bar is empty there is no music there's right. nothing happening here like there's mm-hmm. no activity on this planet anymore right like i feel like every i feel like all of that had to have been intentional mm-hmm. and you know the even as we get to you know this this character who has an exaggeratedly short arc Mm-hmm. Like this dude goes from, I just want to be in the guild. I just want to be accepted. I just want to be loved. Oh, hey, look, money, you know, like I mm-hmm. or prestige, you know, I can do this much better. I will kill what's in front of me to get something better. And it's not worth tackling. And I feel like that ties into it. the idea of I'm going to 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 get rid of this this thing that's in front of me this guarantee of mm-hmm. value and acceptance for the pursuit of something that will make me legendary to match the status of this thing that has come before that I am trying to supplant and oh what do you know I fail miserably at it right I, I think you're too smart for the show I I, I you know <laughs> I'm looking I'm just hoping that this was all intentional and it because it just works that way Right, no, I, I, dude, if if Dave Filoni comes out and says what you're saying, I then give me a freaking job, like, (laughs) yeah, yeah, because I didn't even think about it like that, honestly. It just, I thought that they were try, I, I don't know, I, I, on the surface, it is just a filler episode because there's no, there is no real character development, right? But I wonder if, and I, you know, again, I may be just reading something into this that's absolutely not there. But I looked at this, and the more I sat and thought about it, the more I thought this is a response to everyone. This is their way of saying this is why we didn't do this. Because look at what this entire 
show would have been. And it's, 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 you know, is it a bit wasteful to do this? Sure. But it also sends the right message. Hey, here's the fan service stuff that people do want, but right. look at the cost. Right. Because no, exactly. And that's the thing is that's yeah. what I was that's what I was saying the whole time is that the whole time I'm like, yo, holy shit, you're hitting me with all these like whatever. But yeah, at the end of it, it feels hollow. Yeah, you're you're wasting an episode on yeah. this. But was that intentional? You know, well, this there was this like, here's what the cost of this is. And by the way, you can't live up to it. Right. Look at all of this. It's it's everything that you that you wanted this to be. It's not because it mm -hmm. couldn't be. Because if you really stop and look at it, the logic of it follows. Mm -hmm. So why would you try to do this? Look at how this is this turns out. Look at what this becomes. Yeah. And I I just if if that wasn't intentional, boy, it sure wound up that way. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, I, I agree. I, I enjoyed it. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's a fun little episode, but it's genuinely pointless. It's mm -hmm. it's filler. It's great looking. And I, you know, we, we talked about, you know, the inclusion of, you know, the we now see how the same people communicate. You mm -hmm. know, we see how the Tusken Raiders organize and communicate. And I'm, I'm sorry, I loved that was another great callback of like, ah, yes. I see the, the I, okay, they're down there. You know, what do we do? Well, why don't you right. ask them? And surprise, there they are. <laughs> I didn't hear the, the, hear the noise. Yeah. Yeah, and you get a close-up. I, I wish the, they were a little bit more, like, dirtier, like a little sandier, a little bit more used because the costumes looked a little too fresh. Um, but that was I, – I have very little to nitpick about this episode. That was just one of them. Uh, but the whole scene, I was just – my jaw was just dropped. I was just yeah. like, oh, my God. Tuscan Raiders, and they're doing sign language, and like 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 we talked about before, what that means, and and they didn't have to do that, and it's just, it's a it, there's we have poured over the Star Wars universe, and just when you think they can't do anything to surprise, they do they do something like that where it's like oh here's these things you've known forever, this is something you just didn't know about them, yeah, you know here's a way to communicate with them. They speak you know they speak sign language. Which would it makes sense? That's how you would communicate with uh, these these this these people who we've only heard yell. Um, you know, I wonder if they if they're like, have you seen a guy this tall? He slaughtered everyone we know. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm man. I'm I. You know, that's that's a whole other aspect of Star Wars we just haven't touched. Is like, what do the Tusken Raiders think of of that and what happened there? Um, I wonder, because I never finished that from a different point of view. I wonder if there was ever a point of view from the Tusken Raiders. There has to have been one in there, right? Maybe. I, oh, man, I need to go back and read that book. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, anyway, sorry. Uh, yeah, so they, yeah, they, they get the swoop bikes, which I thought was really neat. And then they go after um, – uh, what's her name? Uh, she uh, – the who's the actress? She was um, – Ming-Na uh, Wen, wasn't it? Yes, yeah, she was yeah. an agent of Shield. I think she even she was the voice of Mulan. She right? was the voice of Mulan, yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, you know, we, we see what goes. I, I liked the trickery that they did, where they were like, "Hey, we can shoot up these flares." Um, yeah, it was clever, you know, one by one. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was cool. Um, that, now, what did you think of? The, okay, so back to the the actor that we're talking about. His name's Jake Canavelli. His oh, father, oh, his father he, was the stepdad in Ant-Man. Oh, he's Bobby Cannavale's kid. Okay. Bobby Cannavale, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha, um, gotcha. 
Yes. Oh, I totally see it now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I think they were going for the young punk, you know, like almost like Hadrian, Hadrian, or Hayden Christensen. Oh my God, I'm butchering names. Sorry. It's been late. We've been going for a long time. Now. Yeah. Um, I think they were going for that punk kid thing and I think he nailed it. Oh, he absolutely nailed it. Yeah. That character is perfect. That character is an 80s punk. Yeah. Yeah. Like, absolutely. Not a, not a punk, like punk rocker, but a punk kid in the 80s. Right. Like, absolutely. And I think people are confusing their emotions with, well, I don't like that kid. To, That's a bad character. No, it's, a cr- it's, <laughs> it's like, that no, character it's the is, point. Yeah, that character is exactly what it was supposed to be. You're supposed to want to kick his feet off of Han Solo's yes. you know, seat. As soon like, as he sits down there, you know, you're standing there, you know, you're you're hairy in the, in the hall. How, how dare you sit where he sat? Exactly. You know, just like you want that reaction. That's exactly what it's for. Yeah, yeah. So... I thought it was cool, you know. It, it, it just it, uh, this whole episode. I'm just like, even it even brought like Shadows of the Empire back was when they get on the swoop bikes there and, and, and Moss Eisley, um, and they meet up with uh, Ming 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 uh, Ming Young Wen. Sorry, Ming Na Wen. Uh, yeah. And they uh, there's the the back, right? And he's got the alien. Or he's got the the what we assume is a bounty hunter attached to him. Uh, it was clearly shot off. I like that they, you know, they hit his armor, so it makes it clear to the audience who hasn't gotten it yet that that armor is like life or death. That armor is is badass. <laughs> it's badass, exactly. Um, and they do their thing. They get to her. Uh, I like the fight stuff. I like that she was saying she was on her way to Moss Espa. Yeah, which is where Anakin's from. Uh, yeah. So again, a bunch of member berries this whole episode. <laughs> Remember when? You know. So yeah. It, uh, but she did give a little nugget is she was meeting up with her contact. Yeah. Or something or another. She, uh, she, she, she was on her way to meet somebody. Yes. Now, do you think that's the person at the end of the episode? Yes, I think so. Now, she's an assassin, right, in the Star Wars universe. Yes. She's not a bounty hunter. She's an assassin. She worked for a lot of the uh, – Imperial, either Imperials or friends of the Imperials. Yes, including the Huts. Well, who were not necessarily friends of anybody. Right. But basically, the way they put it was that, like, once the Empire fell, she had no friends. Yeah. Um, and so she was very much sought after. Now, I'm now. I don't know if you looked at what the synopsis of the next episode is. I didn't yet. No. Should we say it? Is that a spoiler? Uh, uh, is it like picking up any of what was left off here? <sighs> Let me say if you had – well, I mean they this episode ends and you, you have no idea what's going to happen. There's literally no hint yeah, that's at true. what they're doing. So maybe I, I won't say it, but uh, it makes sense with the advertising that we've seen. The next two um, – because they've only have a synopsis for six, seven. And when I say synopsis, I literally mean one sentence. Yeah. Um, and then chapter eight is like, hey, if you know what this is about, put it in here. Uh, but anyway – um. So anyway, the kid thinks he's, you know, that she, uh, his, the, the, the Mandalorian's bike's damaged. He's got to go get the do back. Leaves the kid with her. She talks him into saying, Hey, idiot, that guy's got basculum armor or whatever on. And he's got, uh, he's, he's hunted by the, the, the guild, which, you know, if you took him out and you got the child, you'd be a legend. And, you know, he's like, Oh, that's a good idea. And shoots her. Um, yeah. Shoots her, shoots her in the gut. We don't know if she's dead. We assume she's dead, but who knows? People have come back from being chopped in half in the Star Wars universe. So that's, that's um, stranger things have happened. 
he takes off. Mandalorian goes back, meets up with him, and this is where it kind of felt just – I thought when he took off and the Mandalorian went after him, I almost wish that he would have left the planet with the child. It would have raised the stakes so much more. It would have pushed the story forward. And it would have been like, now we don't have the child. And what an idiot for him leaving, you know, baby Yoda on the ship. Yeah. To but... me, this is where it went from of that's what would happen in a more dramatic show. And this just felt more like a bottled episode, a filler episode where it's like, of course, he gets back there. He takes her out. Now he's back in the ship. The threat's over with. And it's I feel like it would have been had more weight if this character felt way more dangerous at the end and suddenly the Mandalorian doesn't have the, the child. Gee, it's almost like he was a generic eighties style TV show villain. Exactly. He had a monologue, he gets he comes out with the gun to the head and you just you see it's all like he he doesn't put the handcuffs on. It's so plate like it's just so obvious that he's you know I I wish they would have went a different way with that. I think it would have made a stronger episode. And everything else, the, even the last clip would have stayed the same, but we would have left the episode on a cliffhanger like, this fucking idiot left the Yoda there, now he's gone, and now we got to figure out where he's at. But yeah, so anyway, um, that's how it played out. And uh, and then, yeah, at the end yeah. we get the, the walk-up, which has led the internet to believe that this is Boba Fett. It's not Boba Fett. Boba Fett is not appearing in this series. I don't know. I, I don't know. Until it ha until it happens, I'm saying it's never going to happen. When I heard the Spurs, that almost sealed the deal for me in my in my head. Because why would you tease Spurs on any character in the Star Wars universe when that's the only one you've ever shown in its existence with Spurs? To freak to, people to, to out. Me, and... To me, to me, it's a what do you call it? A red herring, or a, it, it's either to throw everyone off to make everyone think it's Boba Fett. Yeah. Or it's them going, "Hey, look at this guy!" And if you pay close attention, you'll know who it is. Um, uh, Gee, it's almost like an episode that to to carry on from from my line of thinking. It you know, it, it here's more fan service that doesn't pan out. What do you know? Well, see, that's the thing. I'm I'm convinced now that it's Boba Fett, and and I now I hope it is, so I don't feel like an idiot. Um, I would totally, but let me also say this: I would totally be 100% fine if it's not at all. If it's uh, what's his name's character, the the guy from Breaking Bad. If 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 we find out that this is that character, you know, because we, we haven't seen him yet, but we've seen him on all the advertisements. Yeah. Um, or if this is uh, Carl Weathers' character, for some reason now he has spurs. Or if this is Bill Burr's character, which I think we're seeing in the next episode. Um, we haven't heard, you know. But th the spurs are the, you have to admit that that is a sign. It, especially being on Tatooine of all places. Um, that maybe that was her contact. That was someone that was going to protect her. Uh, who knows? I The spurs, though... I think give people legit reason to now, to now wonder if Boba Fett's in the like, it, like if that wasn't the if if they weren't going for Boba Fett, they really fucked themselves up <laughs> by doing that. Does that make sense? I mean, well, actually, let me rephrase that. For so long, they have been saying we want to make a show that is a Mandalorian, and we want to make sure that it is 
that people are not confused and don't think it's Boba Fett because we can tell a story that's not him and it's this new character. And the whole time they're telling you Boba Fett's not in the show. Why would you put spurs on a character you don't show with the variant if you I, didn't want to make the audience lose their mind? I know. How dare somebody on a desert planet in a Western-inspired show have spurs? No other That's character terrible. does. That we've seen. That we, we've seen in all of Star Wars. We no also haven't seen spurs. Baby Yoda in all of Star Wars up to this point. So. But you have to agree that either that was really fucking stupid of them to do that, or they're now either trolling the audience or they're trying to give hints. Or because this episode has been all about the hollowness of fan service and they couldn't resist one last little dig. That That's my point. They're yeah. trolling. That That's my point is that is that if, if you really wanted the audience to really separate this from the from Boba Fett, yeah. you would never want to hint that in, in the, at all. And that's the one dead giveaway. It's it's almost like they copied the sound in a file from Empire Strikes Back and pasted it into this. It's the exact same sound as Boba Fett anytime he's in a scene. And it's 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 the one audio giveaway that's him. There's nothing else you could do to make you think it's Boba Fett except a voice or the or the spurs. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's all I'm saying is that They've now dug their own grave if they don't – if they don't – what I'm saying is now I could totally see people being like, well, you dropped all these hints. That's the big one. <laughs> That's the major hint that Boba Fett is alive. And I feel and it, like if – I feel like this is, is a I, – I feel like it is a targeted shot at people who are going to overanalyze it on that aspect and say, well, now it has to be Boba Fett. And when it's not – they're going to get so mad because – and the response is going to be, why? Because there were spurs? It's a well, galaxy. Look, Two people can wear spurs no. in an entire galaxy. See, at that point, that's their fault. That That's – if they, no, they no, want to mess with fans like that, fault. it's totally their fault. I th No, I don't think it's their fault sure. at all. No, it's – no way. I feel like if you – if, if you don't want that – if you don't want that that, that – it's totally an avoidable issue. Just don't have the spurs. Why? Don't Why have, don't have the one identifying noise it's, to it's make like, you think it's him? I feel like though that's like saying if you don't want, if, if, you know, if you're going to be disappointed, Luke Skywalker isn't there. Don't ever have anybody use the Force because no, that that's was not his... true. He, no, because they multiple people in the Star Wars universe have the. So you're going to tell I'm me? Trying multiple... to, I'm trying to think of an equivalent where it's like that is the defining noise of that character. No one else. That we've seen. I will. Has I'll done give that. you. I, hang on. Let me give you an example. Do you remember the sound of Saw Gerrera's respirator from Rogue One? It's the same sound as Darth Vader's respirator. There is a yeah, but, precedent for iconic sounds that no, but, are not applied to more. That are applied to more than one character because true. it's a piece of equipment. Yeah, but they didn't. This is. You got to think about this. this is a serial serialized thing. They're trying to cut off at a – they didn't ever hint that Saw Gerrera or, or, or could have been Darth Vader or anything like that. No. What I'm, say, what I'm saying is if you're going to have a mysterious character kneel down and, and try to see if this woman is still alive and it has the boots and it has the cape, it walks like a duck and it talks like a duck and suddenly it has fucking spurs – which the only character in existence of Star Wars that you've heard from that, I'm not saying there can't be other characters with it. I'm just saying is you're the writer, you're the showrunner. 
that's the one thing people are going to immediately identify as Boba Fett. You got the cape, you got the boots, and now you have the spurs. Don't get pissed when people think you're trying to give them a hint that it's Boba Fett. They're not going then, to get – And then you swerve, and if and if it's not, you, you, you can't get mad at people thinking that's the thing. They're not going to so, get mad at people who are thinking it's going to be a thing. They're going to be laughing their heads off because they're going to go, well, spurs, really? I guess that what I'm saying is don't expect backlash now if, if you've if you've really wanted to to hint that that's him you you can't you can't get upset at any sort of backlash feel, if you if you don't I don't commit think, to it and I don't think they're going to I don't think they're going to be like well they're they're going to get angry because there's going to be backlash from the community who's going to say but the only person I, in the entire galaxy who's allowed to wear spurs is Boba Fett I don't I, either I I I actually think that this is one of the most positive things that they've done in the star wars universe uh, across the board i think more people than not have been uh positive on the mandalorian than not yeah and, and i and like i said if it's not boba fett i won't not be happy i, I think it'll be cool whoever it is i'm just saying i now see them not just not just shying away from it now they're actively actively dropping hints that it's him if that makes sense that's all i'm saying is yeah. that they're going out of their way to make the audience wonder if it wait holy shit is that boba fett because that's that's the that's the only person who's worn spurs that we know of in in it, dude it could be the it could be the sheriff dude from the book that's such a completely uh from aftermath that's such a completely niche character that like one percent of the population is going to know the sheriff that 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 ran Tatooine, uh, or uh, Mo yeah, Moss Eisley, and all that after after Jabba the Hutt was taken out, but no one knows that. No one knows that guy. And, and so I, it could it could it could totally be him. It could be the guy from the first season of Clone Wars. It could be so many different characters. Right. All I'm saying is that they have now gone out of their way to make the audience wonder. If Boba Fett is in the show instead I, of saying I he's not in the show. That's I all really think you're overestimating the amount of people who equate Spurs to Boba Fett. I genuinely I do. I, no, no, I'm not. Not at all. Not anyone that who doesn't know that that has obsessed over those movies. But th but here's the thing, though, like that is such like that's that is a fine nit to pick. I can't think of any other character that walks around with spurs in the Star Wars universe. I, I half the time forget that Boba Fett has spurs. Like, it's just so not a thing that I even think about. And it's not something that I find is just this crazy identifiable characteristic. I just... I think it is. It's, it's, it's not as, like, identifiable to most people as, like, his helmet or anything like that. I completely agree. I'm just saying that that I, I, I guess all I'm trying to say is that the the writers and the people who are running the show are now going out of their way to make super obsessed fans question if Boba Fett is actually alive or not. That's all. It's, it's because almost... that is a that is a major major thing that they dropped on us. And I I don't think it's like like I said it could totally be the the new dude the 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 bad guy that we keep seeing he he could totally be wearing spurs that could be his thing you know when they introduce him that hey I'm I'm the new bad guy I'm the moth here I'm I'm running this area because the empire has left and now I'm a warlord here and my thing is I wear spurs could totally be him one hundred percent totally 
all I'm saying is that, and it's not a bad thing, is that they're making the audience now question, holy shit, that guy that walked up on Tatooine, last place we saw Boba Fett, with a cape, with boots, didn't see him, and he has spurs, you're knocking, you're checking off a lot of boxes. Uh, and it's, I'm just saying is that I can totally understand why the audience, especially people who relate Boba Fett to Spurs, would think that's what they're trying to hint at. That's all. It's it's almost like this entire episode was about the hollowness of fan service. I know. I know. Again, again, they didn't have to do that. They, they, if they left that sound out, that Spurs sound, I would have told – I would have not believed it's Boba Fett. I would think it's, yeah, but like that I would, said, the big bad. I, I would have thought anyone else, honestly. But then I thought it was Bill Burr's character or something, the mercenary or something. Oh, just imagine if it was Bill Burr and Bill Burr had spurs, and so now you have Burr's spurs. <laughs> there you go. See? See, and that, that that was honestly my first thought was, oh, someone's coming up. Like maybe we're getting Bill Burr's character, but then I hear those fucking spurs, and I'm like, they, they, they're, they're doing it. They're doing it. I got so excited. Oh, man. I got so fucking excited. Oh, but like I said, I, 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 I'm not the kind of person that's not going to upset me if it's not, if that makes sense. That's, that's um, fair. Yeah. I'm, I, I have low expectations, but it did get me excited. That's all. Um, but yeah, man. Yeah. Like, like we've said, it was – he takes off after that. It's uh, – they got two more episodes to wrap this up. And it it sucks because you Three. watch something like Watchmen. Yeah. That every episode is such a cliffhanger, pushes the story along, does things. You just. I'm curious. You 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 did you catch up on the Watchmen? I I did. I did. I caught up on all of it, and I feel like, you know, we ought to do like the whole season in review next week. Okay. Because there's so yeah, much could... to talk about, and we've already like we're we're just clipping three hours. Oh, yeah, yeah. We could totally hold it off for next week. And actually, probably better because I think the next episode is the last it one. It is. It is. Yes. So we can do a deep dive. I'll take some notes this week. I, I took a whole bunch of notes uh, today about some of the things that uh, I wanted to talk about during the episodes. But I'll have a lot more next week. And we can, like, take most of the episode next week and just dive yeah. into Watchmen. Well, let me let me know real fast. Did you enjoy it? Was Did it, did it I shock did. you? I, have, I have thoroughly enjoyed this. I, ju- yes. I really have. And I like where they've gone with it. And I loved, especially the last episode, how they played with time. And it the logic of it made so much sense. Oh, yeah. And it makes me crazy seeing these characters who still don't understand how it makes sense. It's so simple. But oh, yeah. You just can't. You, everybody is so set in this is how things work that they're not willing to accept that sometimes things work differently. Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm just, I'm, absolutely. I'm waiting for like the next because a lot next episode is the last one of what I'll call the season, and they're calling the season finale. But they yeah. are, yeah. That that's what I was interesting. Uh, now that we have a little bit more time, um, uh, uh to, for to talk until for next week, I highly recommend if you haven't go listen to the Watchmen podcast, the Damon Lindelof. You can either listen to it on the your podcast services or like YouTube. You just search for the official Watchmen podcast. There's going to be a total of three episodes. The first one was after the first three. The second was after the first the, – I'm sorry, the sixth episode, which was a major episode in the show. Yeah. And then uh, the third one will be after the ninth episode. And it's really a cool behind-the-scenes look at David Lindelof and his thought process and him talking to the other host about, you know, why he did this, what made like, like, 
going and doing this, he looked at the original comic as the Bible. Everything had to fit into place. Everything had to make sense. He had to not only do a soft reboot, but he also had to make sure that it had all of the same, all of the same beats. If that was an album, we need to make sure that this album felt the same. Yeah. And I thought they did it beautifully. I, I, I have never seen. I said it earlier. The the Force Awakens is the gold standard. This is the gold standard to me, at least. We haven't seen the final episode. I'm sure it will stick. But everything that it's done, I can't think of anything, any franchise that paid so much love to the original thing in a, in a way that was also fresh and new and relevant to the times. Yes. Yeah. And, this... and I think, yeah. And I think something like this maybe could only work every 20, 30 years where I, I kind of wish that this was the end of the show and that 20 years from now they drop another one and to, to, to see what has changed. Yeah. Uh, but that, that's one thing David does talk, David Lindelof does talk about is that like he had an idea for a season and that was it. And he's thought of it as a season. He was very clever to not answer the question as if there would be more. The way he kind of said it was that like, if there was more, it might not be with him because at the time he didn't have an idea and he can't really talk about what's to come. Right. He was just like, enjoy this for what it is. This is a graphic novel. This is nine issues. It was going to be 12 because they wanted to match the, the amount of issues that were for Watchmen. But he was like, it would make more sense if it was nine. It'd be much more compressed. And they believe they could tell their story. In it. And I think they have. I don't think I've seen a better first season. Lost used to be my bar for the best first season because just of what that show did in the first season. This has beaten it for me with, with, the, with the characters, the elements – the story, the messages, yeah. you know, all of it, uh, you know, she, this story had two of the best origin stories for characters. I kind of combined them cause it's, you know, I don't want to spoil or anything. We'll talk about next week, but the, well, I guess we kind of are in spoiler, spoiler territory, but their story is so unique and so different. And you see it played out in a couple episodes and it's just, just anyway, we'll talk about it next week. It's just so good. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so we'll be back next week. We'll talk all about Watchmen. We'll talk about the whole season. Um, maybe we'll go see a movie or something this weekend. Maybe watch Marriage Story. I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see more. Uh, I want to see The Parasite. I've been hearing a lot of good things about that. Have you heard? Have I've, you heard about I've that? I've seen. I've seen a trailer. I think for it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, we got a lot to talk about next week. Uh, make sure you go to any of the podcast services, uh, We Geek Podcast, Gmail at WeGeekPodcast at gmail.com or Twitter at WeGeekPodcast at the logo at Adam Eastep. Um, uh, we go, we're on Spotify. We're on everything. Um, go to our Facebook group. We, we're posting a whole bunch of stuff. And we're like, dude, we are literally like we're nine days away from Rise of the Skywalker. Man, so don't even like I've, I am excited and dreading it all at the same time. Oh, yeah. I think tonight I'm going to start my little marathon of watching the movies. There you go. Just to catch up. And Sounds I, like a plan. I think if, yeah, I, I can squeeze them all in, I believe, in, in a good amount of time. Well, so you, If um, you just do one a day. Yeah, I'm just going to do one a day, yeah. Now, I was going to get crazy and do uh, – there's no way I could ever do Clone Wars and Rebels and all that. But I was going to do Mandalorian as well. But I don't think I have enough time for that. I think I'm going to – unless maybe like on the weekend I pump those out. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm going to do, do just the movies – 
uh, and then just doing them all in release order. Sounds so. like a plan. Yep, yep, yep. So, or what do you think? Do you think I should do release order or the uh, the order that they're, you know, the rebels? Or I'm sorry, what would be uh, Wait, like episode one chronological order? Chronological, yeah. I I don't know. I I I do them in release order. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I was gonna do. So, anyway, all right. Well, we'll talk to you guys next week. We'll see you, Captain. Captain.